And the quote of the day is from Hope. Um, when I let my guard down, people disappoint me. You know, Aww. that's real. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's you know, sad. it is what it is. The, the cast. Hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, yeah, oh hello. 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 Oh no, Arlon don't deserve the match. No, my I'm gonna get mine in like, I'm, like I'm just months. sitting here, just being. Oh, go ahead, doing what you know. Hello, hello, oh, bit late. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a little late. <laughs> she she was okay because last watch no, her. No, no, oh, she was. Okay. <laughs> Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Jackson Stickgrad. I'm pretty much just a core background on Legacies. I play a goth witch. And if anyone doesn't recognize you, then, I mean, they just haven't watch. been watching yeah, the yeah. show. They haven't been watching the show because yeah. you're so recognizable. <laughs> yeah. Blonde tees, whatever. Aw. Thanks. Is my connection good? Like, can you guys hear me and see yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Good? yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we'll introduce ourselves. Um, I'm Robin. Hi. I'm Arlon. Yeah. Arlon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, was, I was waiting. Go ahead, Arlon. Oh my God. I'm Arlon. <laughs> I'm Notch. <laughs> I am Vit. And I'm Sam. We're very, very excited to uh, talk to you. I've been like a mix of like nervous and excited all day long, so I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> Listen. We're n I'm nervous as well. Yeah. Even, I should be I should be used to it by now, but you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are like the most fun episodes talking to you guys because it just getting like a little insight to our favorite show, and then you know, it, it's just it's so much fun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like everything you guys do is so cool. Like I stalk you guys all the time on Twitter and like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I love everything. I love the passion so much. Yeah, we're, you know, since right now, since we're thirsty, we're trying to give as much content yeah, as we can, yeah. you know? Yes, yes. We're dehydrated, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no legacies, nothing. Me too, me too. Because, like, legacies became, like, definitely one of my favorite shows, so now it's just, 
I'm like, I'm right there with you guys. Like, I'm ready for yeah. more. <laughs> I like, I will love on all these ideas. We're making theories every day. And at some point, I'm just like, wait, drop the episodes, please. Just give us something. <laughs> a sneak peek. We need something. Yeah. <laughs> something. Something. They, we're, we're going crazy. Some promotional <laughs> pictures. <laughs> we got a vague synopsis, and now we're here going wild for it, you know? <laughs> Every once in a while, we'll get, like, something small, and we'll just, like, cling to that. because A, par- a paragraph. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh. What was the synopsis that everybody died over? Was it two eighteen? I think was that- it? No, we never. We we don't we don't have the synopsis for two seventeen and upwards. We have it for we season have, three. For season three. Yeah, yeah, that was like that said true love or something like that, and then you know yeah. Hope that whole world one. is shattered. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Linda is dying. Yeah, like, Linda's possessed. <laughs> it's fine. We we know we know we already know. <laughs> we know. They're so sleeping. Like they just. Uh, <laughs> they're taking a nap. They're just vibing. They're cooling. They're Not the vibe. Social distancing. Well, <laughs> Larry broke that. Social distancing. <laughs> broke that rule when he opened that door with Ralph right next to him. <laughs> social distancing. Yeah, you know. Look, we'll I see want the, the musical show. episode. <laughs> I, 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 me too. Me. Yeah. I don't even know what possibly happened during that episode but uh, you know See, hope you, singing you have a little bit more insight than we do because you guys filmed 17 and 18 and then you kind of have an idea of what 19 is so like you know it, it's you kind of know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah you know like every day on set it's like I'm always trying to piece together different parts of the puzzle because we obviously I'm sure you guys have heard this from everybody else but we obviously don't see everything so yeah sometimes I'll get there and like we'll be in some sort of scene and I'll be like wait a minute something I missed something and then I always try to like piece together what could have happened it's like my own like little game that uh, everybody loves to play but yeah so I know a little bit more but honestly like not much because the days that I was there for 218 and 219 it was very sporadic so I couldn't fit together like everything going on and then especially with the way that 216 ended I was now I'm just like I have no idea about anything anymore. (laughs) Yes. Is it reality? Yeah (laughs) we got got theories it's it's, it's insane. We just need something. I wrote my whole theory on what 217 is. I know I'm wrong, but I wrote the whole theory. Listen, okay, like, but what if you write, though? Like, you know? Yeah, there's only so many ways you could, like, play out. Yeah. I did write a couple of different ways, so who knows? That's going to be one of them. So many things. Let's go. <laughs> It'll know? be something completely different. It'll be like... Watch it. Watch it be something else. I'm just going to be so salty and depressed. <laughs> I'm like I waited a whole year for this, you know. Nine yes, months, but maybe? we get to see our favorite characters on screen, so it's the, the yeah. wait is definitely worth it. Yeah. Hopefully, even if they're know. ghosts right now. <laughs> ghosts? Yeah. Um. Even, yes. Everybody's ghosts at this point. Yeah. It's only us. <laughs> it's up, it's our up, it's up connection to, us. to Arya is, is that Nicole's sister saw him in Target. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um. <laughs> Arya said vanish tease. That's what he said. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this. Um, what inspired you to pursue acting? Um, okay. So 
honestly, when I was a kid, acting was one of those things that was like a dream. I feel like a lot of kids kind of have like a small little part of them that wants to be an actor. And I remember I found this like, this Hollywood school that was most definitely fake. Like it definitely wasn't real. And they were sending, you know, emails my way, like, oh my gosh, you have to apply. And I was like, oh, in my childlike mind, obviously thought it was real. So I was like, mom, dad, look, I have a plan. We're just gonna move me out to LA, I can do it, you know? And um, I was just a kid. And um, so then that was kind of where it started. And then I realized I was like, oh, maybe I should get more realistic, blah, blah, blah. And then it kind of got like put on the back burner. I never really thought about it again, but I was, I've always been so obsessed with film and TV shows and everything like that. So that passion and love has always been there. And then honestly, I was just looking like looking for information about legacies because I was a huge fan of uh, Vampire Diaries, the originals. So one night I remember I was just looking for information about the show and it coming up and everything. And I saw the casting that was posted for it. And so I remember it was like 2 a.m. And keep in mind, I like don't know anything about the industry much. So I had no idea what I was getting myself into or what was you know really going on if they would even like look at my application or anything. And um, it was like 2 a.m., I think, and I just applied on a whim, and I was like, you know what, why not, because it can't hurt anything. And then literally the next day, I got a text that was saying that they wanted me to come on uh, that Monday. And it was just a quick turnaround, and then all of a sudden, I was in it and uh, doing it. And it's been a learning process for me as well, just figuring out what happens on a film set and the different, you know, terminology and like all the different people that contribute into making such a huge production. So that's been cool for me to see just from an outsider fan standpoint. So, um, yeah, I I guess that answered the question. I think a little bit, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it was like your first real like experience at all. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent my first and um, my only as well. I've um. I've tried like for some short films here and there and right when I was kind of getting more into the I guess the Atlanta film world and scene and stuff everything shut down so then it kind of you know kind of put everything back but um so yeah first and only as of right now yeah I you know what I, there's no complaints with that because like legacies it's <laughs> yeah. 100% 100% People ask me sometimes, they're like, you know, do you wish that you could go to other shows or do you wish that you could branch out more? And I'm like, guys, I have the time of my life when I'm there. I don't really, you know, I'm not looking for much of anything else. Like, cause I'm getting, I was a huge Harry Potter, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like fan. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so literally being on this show is like, I feel like it was just meant to be. I'm always like, the universe had me on that one because I was like meant for this type of like genre and this like yeah. world. Yeah. It's always like a dream, yeah. So, okay, off, kind of off question, but being a Buffy fan, do you yeah. see a lot of similarities? Oh, 1,000%, 1,000%. In terms of like the super squad and like just kind of like the meetings and, you know, kind of Alaric being this like, I mean, obviously we do see that he has a lot of flaws and we see that he does falter and stuff and he isn't all knowing, but I feel like sometimes 
they do kind of portray him as like this all-knowing almost like Giles from Buffy right. um, kind of mentor to you know not only his daughters but to Hope as well and so I always see that type of similarity Hope always being there to save the day um just yeah and then obviously the whole plot line with Dark Josie just reminded me so much wait of wait, wait 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 <laughs> yeah is is still watching she's only in the first season so i know when i she posted her reaction <laughs> i freaked out because i was like i'm so glad you're watching buffy because it's yeah it's so good i need to invest oh she's on mute yeah 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 <laughs> we have to be i but i i having loved buffy is like my number one love like and i'm not gonna put any spoilers or anything for is but like when I watch Legacies, I think that's another reason why I fell in love with Legacies is because it reminded me so much of Buffy, right. in a sense. And um, some of the storylines that have happened or might happen that I kind of see, like kind of leaning towards what might happen, kind of remind me of, you know, some Buffy things. So, yep. for sure. I hope I didn't give Is any spoilers with that. With no, our- no. I was just that going was, acting like she wasn't watching it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, that was that one's kind of been on Twitter a little bit, so like that wasn't because you know it was recent, right? So yeah, okay. you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nash. Okay, um, our next question is: Were you a theater kid before becoming an actor? Um, so honestly, not really. Growing up. Oh, also disclaimer, I live in Alabama. I don't even live in Georgia. Um, I don't live near, it takes me two hours to get to set. Um, oh. I'm, I'm just, I'm very dedicated. So I, uh, you know, I definitely am, I make it work and everything like that. But growing up in like a super, super, super small town in Alabama, um, I mean, there were like 40 kids in my graduating class. So we didn't have any type of like, theater or production or anything like that really um I started off in we did when I was little we did have um a theater program and I started off in it so I was in like a few things when I was younger um but then as I got older and stuff um I really didn't do too much in terms of theater I didn't even honestly appreciate what theater was all about because I just didn't understand it and then I went and saw Wicked with my family um and ever since then, I've been completely hooked. Like, I'm talking, listen to all the Broadway soundtracks in the car, scream at the top of my lungs, that <laughs> obsessed. Uh, so I'm definitely um, a theater kid now, but I didn't grow up in theater. What's your favorite musical? Yeah. Well, I think it always changes. Um, I think Dear Evan Hansen is a huge favorite of mine. That is such a good one. I yeah. love that one. So good. So, like, just so important for right now, too, I think, as well. For sure, yeah. 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 I, I love theater and musical, too. So <laughs> yeah, musicals. Favorite, I mean, one of my favorites is actually The Little Mermaid, which, I mean, shouldn't really oh. be a surprise. <laughs> it is, you know. Um, I, I mean, I have an aerial tattooed on my arm, so. Awesome. That's so cool. I love, I love to see it. I've shown you. I'm pretty sure I've shown you, but I will send a picture. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like my favorite musical is um, Grease too. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll keep that. You know what? Grease too is really good. <laughs> yeah, like it's so underrated. I just, you know, 
We've had this know. discussion too. Like, Greece is still the best, better one. Greece, number one. Arland, I didn't ask. This is you, <laughs> my opinion. Be not valid. Come on. I do really enjoy Guys and Dolls too. That's a good one. Yeah. I right. love Hairspray. It's a classic. Which one? Hairspray. Oh, oh Hairspray. 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 I haven't seen it, though. I haven't seen the movie. How you haven't seen it? Because <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll just... It, it's the newer, the newer, the new... I like the old one and the new one is good. So, you know, you should watch both. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Binge watch both. <laughs> yeah, do that. Easy. All right. Um... What was the first episode of Legacies you read? Um, let's see. I so this is kind of funny actually. So the first day that I worked was for 104, um, the Spider episode, and then it was actually just by happenstance they were doing a reshoot for the assembly scene in 101, and I don't know how it happened, but I snuck myself into the first episode. So technically, I'm in the first episode. Um. I sit behind the twins um, in like an assembly um, whenever Landon, whenever they think that Landon's, you know, the whole, you, you guys know. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I was there, but I actually didn't start work until like 104. Uh, that, that's what Nicole said too. She, she managed to get into the first one as well, even though she didn't technically start until yeah. the fourth one. It's, it was so weird. I was at the premiere because um, they did like a premiere um, at Atlantic Station in uh, downtown Atlanta. And we were watching the first episode on the movie screen. And I came up and I was just like, I was so like taken back because I was like, wait, how did I do that? <laughs> like, where? <did> I <laughs> um, but then I realized that that was what we were doing and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I, I would just be like, looking at myself I'm, on screen and be like, okay, I'm on screen. That's weird. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it, it was very weird. I think too, just because I admire everyone that I like work with so much, like in terms of like background and, you know, castmates and everything like that. And, you know, the main guy, <laughs> to see like everybody up there and seeing everybody's hard work, like come into play and really come together to make like this beautiful, you know, show, it was, it was very surreal. It still is surreal. Like I still can't get over it a lot of the times. I can only imagine. Okay. <clears throat> the next question, <laughs> I was about to start talking. Um, <laughs> did you get a chance um, at choosing what supernatural character you wanted to be? Um, no, I didn't. So whenever I got the text for, um, for uh, my boss that was asking me to come in on that Monday, she had said that I was going to be a vampire and, you know, I was over the moon and I was excited um, just because watching the vampire diaries and the originals, I definitely loved. I think vampires were like my favorite uh, supernatural creature. Um, but then I got like, so I was that weekend, they asked us to bring like clothes, like for options um, for costuming to kind of, you know, maybe we could wear some of our own, items and so I was kind of panicking and just very anxious and nervous about showing up with nothing to wear so I was you know digging through my closet trying to find things that matched the Salvatore color palette and stuff and I got an email Sunday night like very late like before my first day of work 
and they had said that they had changed me from vampire to goth witch and so I was like I'm not really goth at all like I dress I have a darker like color palette when it comes to my clothes but I'm definitely not goth in any way and so I was like oh no I don't know what I'm gonna wear now um and honestly that was the best switch that could have come from the whole thing because I am so happy to be a goth witch so yeah to have that little coven yeah, yeah. they are so cool yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's really awesome yeah and they stand out like yeah. amongst everyone else they stand they out really so much more I, re I, I really enjoy like all of them have become family at this point like we're all very very close and um doing long shoots and stuff like that overnights all that kind of stuff it just brings us all closer so it's really nice to work with them and be able to enjoy each other's company so much especially when you're together so much you want to continue that question Ash? oh yeah <clears throat> is that yeah no that's the last question is, is your question next okay um, so you did say that you were a fan of the series. So did you watch it like from the beginning or? Um, no, I didn't watch it from the beginning. I came on to Vampire Diaries like halfway through, I think. Um, I got caught up through, I believe it was actually iTunes, which is weird thinking mm. about it now because um, of Netflix and everything. But I think that I bought like the first couple seasons on iTunes um, and then caught up and watched it live um since then and yeah i've been a fan ever since favorite character from the vampire diaries you know <laughs> what i was like what's your favorite character from the vampire diaries oh my gosh um i love bonnie i love yeah um, <laughs> yeah. yeah i love caroline a lot actually um enzo i really loved enzo um, there, I feel like whenever I think about the Vampire Diaries, the amount of time that it was on and how many seasons and characters there actually were, it's so crazy. I was also a huge Catherine fan, which I don't know if that's controversial, but I was a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, people, I, a lot I mean, people, people like love Catherine. Cat, yeah, people yeah. love like the darker villains and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. I thought she was a really good villain. Um. And I was obsessed with Kai Parker. Yes. Kai. Oh, yes. So yes, having yes, him come yes, onto the show great. for Legacies was kind of like surreal, I guess. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Because um, I remember my friend Amber and I, she also in the Goth uh, Coven, but we were just doing a cross in a hallway one day. And um, it was like, I think it was like right before Thanksgiving break. Um, and we were just doing our walks and stuff like that. And then I heard... Um, can we get Chris on set? And it, my brain like wasn't processing like, <laughs> like that. And then Chris just like walked in front of Amber and I, and we just kind of looked at each other. And we were like, "It's cool. Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything's good." Uh, so that was very surreal because yeah, I was. I thought he was like honestly the best villain to come from TV. One yeah, of them. I think yeah. that too. He definitely was. Yeah. Who was your favorite from the originals? Oh my gosh. It might be cliche, but I did really like Klaus. Um, but I also loved Rebecca a lot, too. Um, I really liked Rebecca. And I really would love for Rebecca to come to Legacies. 
Yes. Yes. A lot of people yeah. would. Yeah. A lot of people. And she wants to, like Claire has said, she would come back. So. Yeah. It's, it's what we deserve, you know? As she said that, I was like, oh, awesome. And then she got pregnant. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what to say? Yeah, I was like, I was like, we're gonna have to wait a little bit, you know. Yeah, but by we're the time the shooting starts again, she'll have the baby. The baby will be yeah. like six months or something. <laughs> it's gonna be an, a whole year later. There's lots of time. Twenty twenty two, it'll be fine. Or please don't. Yeah, please. <laughs> Hopefully, she's in season four. You know, it just depends on what plot Hope is going to have and how she's going to be affected by it. Because yeah. I would love for Hope's like full tribrid to come out and then Rebecca like come down to help her through that. Like I think that would just be so beautiful to see. Yeah. Yeah. I especially yeah. especially with her teaching Hope kind of like to control her brother. You know, we don't want her to become a ripper or anything. And having Rebecca kind of teach her the ways of being a vampire would be interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't invest. Do you um do you have a favorite character on Legacy? Okay. This changes all the time. So I got my sister into Legacies like not too terribly long ago. And um, because we were taking a trip over to Covington for the day. And so I wanted her to like kind of see everything. And so we were watching it. And I feel like every single time I rewatch it, my favorite character changes. Um, my original favorite was Josie, like through and through. Like I was the biggest Josie stan. Yeah. Um, but then watching kind of more and more and more, I became like, a huge hope fan as well yes (laughs) yes and i think too just danielle is such an incredible actress that she gets my heartstrings going like yeah (laughs) i feel you a (laughs) hundred percent everything she does is just just like little like quirks like in the way she like moves her eyes or like her mouth just like little wrinkles like in her face i'm like i felt everything with that one look and um, so definitely fan, um, but I also am obsessed with Lizzie. Too, so. Oh, yes. Lizzie. Lizzie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Lizzie Wright. You cannot like Lizzie. Yeah, yeah. Lizzie Rice is well-deserved, <laughs> especially after season two. The development was yeah. amazing. Top tier. Hope, Hope, Landon, and Lizzie, I think, are the majority top three in this group. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're the top three. That, that is my top 100%. three. Yeah, Landon is number one. You know, I'll go through and through for I, my son. You guys know my favorite character. Come on. <laughs> Not like I don't mention it every time. You know mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right? Like, Dan- Danielle's scene in 202 on the bench. That, when you're um, talking about, like, her yeah, eyes that, and her, like, just the way that she, like... Her trying to hide her tears. I, I'm still trying to figure out how Arya sat through that. Yeah. Yes, mute Yeah, we need you to mute. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I was like, me, I was like, oh, let me mute <laughs> Um, but anyways, um, so what I was saying was, is I was like, this might seem like strange or whatever, but I cannot get through 106, 202, and maybe even like 116 without just like sobbing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
Two oh two is just too much. Two oh two, I was crying because two oh two is scene. what I, I, I just I cannot watch that without falling. Yeah, I don't know one hand in yeah. yeah, I can't. Because like she was really crying, and Land is like, "Here's my here's the, here's the, here's the blast." I'm just like, oh as well as two one when she was talking to in the bus stop. Yeah. Oh my god. And she, can you? <laughs> Danielle is just mind blowing. Yeah. That. Whenever she, um, kind of tells Alaric everything and is like, yes, oh yes, oh yes, that's a breakdown. Like, that whole part gets me too. I'm like, oh, so good. Yeah, I, I don't know how people can keep a straight face with her because they're not I, like ball <laughs> their eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> Episode two though was probably the most I cried besides like um 13, the Lizzie the Lizzie scene. One thirteen was yeah, one thirteen was oh, yeah. hard too. Cause yeah. we had to sit there yeah. and expect <laughs> and watch Landon be dead for a couple minutes. One oh seven. What happened? Yeah, 107? 107. Oh one oh seven when she was with the necromancer. Oh yeah. Oh sick. That's and sick. she was sick during that. Like Imagine being sick and still pulling off the amazing performance that she did. Right. Every performance she does is just wonderful. It's yeah. just a, that the, consist- the consistency, top notch. Seriously, though, in like in 2.16.2 where she's playing Lizzie, I was like, that's so, <gasps> that takes so much. Oh, yeah. And she aced her, too. Yeah, to mirror Jenny, Jenny's portrayal of Lizzie and then be like like I, yeah uh, I, I was i was gonna say that too on the flip side of the emotional stuff she can she can ace that comedy as well right yeah and that's like what i found so interesting too is especially whenever um she's like oh, what did she say whenever laura comes in and she's like hi daddy or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best impression ever, and I was like, "Wow, this is crazy to watch her." Like, and Caleb, Caleb was just like, "Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys could watch that and not like just crack up the whole right. time." <laughs> I was cracking up for effect. The whole like back at you, Brockmeister, or whatever that. Yeah. Or the whole like, is she really this short? Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. I, you know, we can talk about Danielle all day. Yes, it's... <laughs> you're no. definitely fans. Um, I guess fans. that can kind of um, lead into the. Oh, I guess you can say this question, Nash. Yeah. Um. Can you share us a funny story on set? So I'm trying to think. Um. I feel like there's fun stuff that happens all the time. I know a really fun day was the the slug, the talent show and the slugs and everything. Yeah. Um, I remember whenever they they told us to act like, you know, this stuff was coming out of our ears and we were like stomping on the ground to, to kill the, the slugs and everything. That was very, very fun. Um, also very funny too, because everyone was just going crazy and, Honestly, nothing was happening. Like, we were just all... <laughs> um, 
And then I remember this one time too, it was for 210 and we were waiting to go out and do the ascendant scene um, with like the big circle of witches yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And we were like waiting on set and typically, you know, the floors on set are, you know, very dusty and stuff because people are like chopping wood and moving, you know, like these huge trees and like everything. So it's very slippery a lot of the times. And they always put me in um, my Doc Martens and they don't have like- <gasps> No grip. I <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. thought that it was like an A1 I play musical chairs. And I was like, I'm all for musical chairs. Let's do it. And so we started playing musical chairs and I'm very competitive. So of course I'm going to run to get to the chair. And I just like face planted it so hard. I, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I laid there for five seconds to just kind of like regroup because I was like, Oh, that was awful. Um, <laughs> I guess that was, been. Looking back on it now, though, it's hilarious. But at the time, I was like, I think I just hurt my knee very bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then you still had to get up and film the scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always just super fun. I know everything with the talent show is just awesome. Because um, Kaylee, like, every single time that she sang um, her song, she actually sang live. So, like, they played the track um, just to like keep her like keep up and stuff. But like when she would hit her high notes and stuff, you would always hear her actual voice over the track. And um, so we were all just like so amazed at like her vocal ability and stuff during the talent show. And then also Quincy's like amazing dance moves throughout oh, yes. the series. Like every single time they have the dance scene, I'm always just like. Episode 11. <laughs> Episode 11 in season one is my favorite season season one episode. My favorite, favorite. Yeah, yeah. That's mine too. Also. But I mean, I, I'm kind of partial because, I mean, my favorite scene is Landon singing to Hope. So. <laughs> <laughs> and mine's is the kitchen scene. It's, you know, it's, we were getting fed the episode, but other than that, like, you know, the episode was fun to watch. I really liked that one and also Lizzie like trying to control her inner bitch or whatever she said yes <laughs> oh, yes yeah. that, that was funny, funny. yeah because no one believed her either literally Jenny is so good at that like I just I love Jenny she is so amazing Seriously. she's a major actress she um her performance in 204 made me cry I'm trying to think of what to When she was tied to the tree. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I also loved the Oni demon. Like, I thought that was a great um, monster. Um, uh, well, I guess that would be a demon, but same thing. Um, yeah. So I, I really liked that. And then her iconic, like, why are you carrying a sword? Like, yeah, that was great. I just love the fact that, like, both Josie and Hope were like, no, we're not going to stab you. We're not going to kill you. And then Lizzie grabs a sword and just doesn't even think. It just stabs, like, like right through his stomach. She's right. just, like, not even hesitation. Just not like, a- okay, you're possessed. Right. <laughs> like, she was like, I have a rough day, you guys. This is the last thing I need right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just love that there was no hesitation whatsoever. <laughs> no regrets either. Like, no, I'm sorry. She just did her job, you know? Like, That's the thing. Landon should have gone to Lizzie. That's what should have happened. Yeah, she was like, that should have been Richard George. Yeah. Like, oh, he'll come back. Uh, 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no second, no Lucy thoughts. <laughs> she is such a great character. One of the best, too. <laughs> okay, um, if you could work more or with anyone from the main cast, who would it be? Struggled with this question. Um, because they're all just so talented, I think it would be like an honor to get to work with any more of them. But I would say Danielle or maybe Kaylee, I think. Um, but also Aria too. Um, yeah, one of those three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, my, my choice automatically would be Danielle. <laughs> No, you don't. You don't know. <laughs> right, Arlon been like quiet, please. Oh my god. It would be like Aria, hundred <laughs> percent. Listen, I don't know how anybody. I don't know if I could ever actually talk in front of them without passing out. It's just, you know, I just don't think I could actually talk to Danielle with a straight face, <laughs> let alone act near her. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's that. though. If you're around her enough, it'll just be like, oh, she's just, you know, like, oh, been there, you know, seen her, it's fine, whatever. But right. I don't think, <laughs> I'll be like, oh my God, I'm seeing her again. Yeah, I don't think it's going to, you know, <laughs> it's going to be the same thing. They're just all so nice, too, that it makes it just so fun and so easy. And you would think that it would be, like, just so incredibly intimidating to, like, do anything like in a small scene or any type of like thing with the main cast but they, they just make it so comfortable that it's like totally fine because like I remember for the the coven yeah for 210 for the coven episode I was holding Danielle's hand like the the whole night and I was like in that moment I was very like okay I'm nervous um I'm but, super but jealous made, right now <laughs> Yeah, she made it so cool and so chill and, you know, she always, like, we have great conversations and, like, there's never any type of, like, tension or anything like that. It's just, like, everybody's just so nice, so. Yeah, I can only imagine how fun it is to work with the cast, especially with, like, just knowing that each each episode is such amazing plots and getting a chance to work with different actors on set. You know, I would like to see how it is one day. Yeah. And then you worked, you, you um, had that scene with Jenny as well, right? When you met her at the docks after. Yeah. yeah. That, that scene is emotional. Watching, That's a good scene. I love that scene. Literally watching them film that scene. Um, I was, cause the way that like the docks are, the docks are at like the bottom of this like pretty big hill. So we were kind of like all waiting on the, the hill and uh, the crew and the, everybody was like, kind of standing on the hill and I was like watching down on their moment before we had walked up and stuff and I was like oh my gosh people are gonna love this scene so much because I felt it and I could hardly even hear what they were saying but I just like felt the type of like energy yeah yeah that's probably one has, of my favorite scenes has anything like happened on set that's just kind of like surprised you or blown you away or um let's see Anytime there's like a party or a dance, those always blow me away, just the sets. I think a lot of it too, like a lot of people don't really see because they don't really show a lot of the, you know, like the walls and the decorations and stuff. Like obviously you get a good idea of, you know, 
what's there and you see the dance floor and stuff like that but they really just go all out for the dances like it's so beautiful they turn the grand hall into like such an awesome place so anytime that there's like a dancer um i guess a birthday party um those always blow me away um well but, like the 80s episode with all of the costumes that one yeah yeah that one was that one was crazy and everybody's costume was so fun and um the few days that we had filmed that one it was just it was so cool too because everybody there you know has definitely seen like a lot of 80s movies and they were paying so much tribute to so many of them even in our costumes and stuff which i thought was just like so cool so yeah and so, so realistic as well what were you in your costume i was the lead singer from the cure i think a band called the cure i wasn't okay. familiar with them I looked them up and i was like okay i see it um but i'm gonna have to look <laughs> they they made me um I had like my hair was, ooh, my hair was up there because I had I had longer hair, and they. I remember the hair lady was like, "Okay, we're just gonna kind of push it up," and I was like, "All right, alrighty, let's do it." <laughs> um, so then we made it like super high, and I had to take I think like I don't know like thirty minute showers just to get all the hairspray. Oh my god! Here, least. But the makeup was super fun too, like um, just like huge, like wings and like electric green and red, like eyeshadows and stuff. So that was uh, really awesome. That had to be a lot of fun for like the costume designer and the makeup, you know, hair and all of that, just to kind of like go wild with this decade. Oh yeah, for sure. And they, I remember it was so cute because like the makeup and hair team, they were like playing 80s music like while we were all getting ready and off of their phones and stuff. And they had all, they had also dressed up for the 80s uh, just like to fit the theme just for fun. And so they were all dressed up in their like 80s get up and stuff. So it brought it even more to life and made it more fun for everybody too. I thought it was kind of funny that they had the DeLorean in the game and then had Landon dressed up as Marty McFly. Like, just kind of like a good connection between the two. Right, yeah, yeah. I loved um, Josie's look, I think it was. To say anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. her dress was amazing. Yeah, it was very, like, it caught me off guard just because I expected them to go more of, like, Lizzie's route for Josie. But then whenever I, like, thought about Josie as a character, I was like, oh, yeah, of course Josie would do that for the 80s. Yeah, it's so, it's so J Josie. It's, it's fit her, like, so well. Yeah, for sure. Nash? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, has being on the show changed your life in any way? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think, too, like, um, being on the show and not only in terms of like being able to talk to like awesome people like you guys, like this is so awesome. And um, it's definitely changed my life in that kind of way. Like people actually want to talk to me and like get feedback on my opinions and stuff. So that's been really cool. But also just in terms of like confidence and stuff. I mean, cause you know, like I said, I grew up in a small town in Alabama and I'm this like super shy introverted kid. And so being able to like do something like this, it just really pushed me out of my comfort zone and 
everybody makes it feel so safe on set to be who you are. And so, you know, I'm actually, whenever I'm on set, I'm authentically like myself and who I am. And that's been something that I've never really had before Legacies. So it, that was just like very nice in that sense as well. So it's definitely changed my life in a lot of ways. And one thing is too, is like, you know, before legacies and stuff I never played like hair or makeup or anything like that but then whenever I went on the show and they had made me goth and stuff you know they always put like this very like pale type of like makeup on me sometimes and darken my eyebrows like really dark and lots of eyeliner and all of that kind of stuff which is never like I've never played with that kind of thing before but then whenever they started doing it and stuff I was having like the time of my life because it kind of like unlocked this side of me that like I didn't really know that I had that like I really enjoyed like playing around with different looks and stuff like that and collaborating with like the makeup artists and doing like lots of fun makeup looks that sometimes you guys don't even see because I remember for I think it was the Cupid episode um which is super good episode but um yes oh yeah <laughs> yeah we, we were fan 13 yeah. 211 what are you even talking about did you just like ignore okay what you said? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> anyways, anyways, the Cupid episode. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand that. <laughs> um, but so like for that episode, um, I remember the makeup artist was like, you know, what do you want to do today? And I was like, we can get adventurous, I guess. Why not? I mean, because typically we do the same type of stuff. And I heard around set that it was a Valentine's Day episode is what people were calling it. I didn't really know that Cupid was a part of the situation and I guess technically Cupid never really was there um but so I was like let's do like you know let's do more like uh like beauty makeup type of stuff so we did like an electric blue like eyeshadow that I wish that everyone would have seen because it was just like so pretty and I was like so it was so cool um but yeah it's yeah so definitely changed my life and lots and lots of ways for sure we didn't really get to see a lot of um the students in, in the Cupid episode yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> it's like, whenever I think about it, I just have to laugh, because it's so funny to me whenever Hope is, like, dying in the hallway, and just no one's in sight, and I'm like, oh, no like, <laughs> words, we were I'm all, so... walk, I guess, she's watching Landon get his heart literally ripped out of his chest, and eaten in front of her, and, and nobody's no one there. hears her screams. Like, did I take a vacation? <laughs> like, where was the students? Right. A yeah. lyric. Like, it's I don't, it's I the don't same know. as in um uh two oh seven, right? Yeah, two oh seven. Yeah, she's bloodless and she jumps out of the school and she's like yelling and screaming for someone. She and, said, and no one is like it's just no one heard her. I know that the school was evacuated, but. No one heard her. Alaric, Alaric left. I don't know where Alaric went. No one thought, hey, we should evacuate the girl who's literally bloodless on the bed right now. We'll just evacuate all the other students who are able to walk. <laughs> Alaric said, oh, yeah, you gave some blood. Uh, you're fine. Nobody's coming. Clark is not going to come for you. It's, it's perfectly fine. I said. Don't. You're too weak. Bye. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna go patrol the school. What were you doing, sitting and having a tea? Like, right, like, no, what was Alaric doing though? He was vibing. I mean, taking a nap, <laughs> getting some breath fix or something. Like, no, 
we we have a lot of those questions about what a lark does. Yeah, because it's literally saving the school every episode. Every time he's just he takes a vacation, mid mid action, just mid action, <laughs> mid action. Like, he knew Hope wasn't waking up, and yet he sat there and watched Josie take her power and put it in a coin. And then came back and said, Ralph, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, a lyric. Oh, my God. We don't, we don't clean his mams. Does his daughter stand? He showed Ralph like Ralph was supposed to do something. What I always think about is whenever whenever Clark, like, completely drained Josie of power for a second, and she passed out, and Alart found her and was like, she was like, Dad, I think I did something bad, and then he literally just, like, kind of dropped her and left. Like, he was like, okay, <laughs> I hope you're good, but, like, I'm gonna have right? to leave. <laughs> no! I was like... Yeah. Or in the prison world, he did something in the prison world where he basically, like, accused her. He didn't stand up for her. He, he, he just, like, he wasn't like, oh, honey, we all make mistakes or whatever. Yeah, that's what he he said. put the blame. Yeah, he, he said he we like, all make mistakes. He was like, he was just like, go ahead, you know. Like, dude, you're the reason they're in the yeah. prison world. Exactly. Like, not your fault, you know. He's been spending months finding no information. What's Caroline doing too? Because she ain't giving you nothing. <laughs> uh, everybody's not doing her job. It's fine. Uh, alert. Hope is doing her job. <laughs> Hope is out here putting her life on the line while Lyric is worrying about that cop lady that couldn't even handle the supernatural life. <laughs> she was there for like two episodes and then she <laughs> vanished. We're very opinionated. <laughs> yeah. yeah I love it. <laughs> we I'm sorry, Lyric. We put a lot of thought into the episodes because it's literally all we have to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, like... I wasn't even noticing these things until I rewatched this summer. And I was like, okay, how did I miss this? Yeah. So. And then also, too, like, I know whenever you watch it live, it's always such a different experience because you have yeah. so many breaks. I feel like for season two, they took so many. Yes. Oh, yes. The breaks were the worst. Four week breaks, month breaks. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That, month break, that month break is the worst. I mean, I feel like that was needed, though. That one was unnecessary. But, like, the two-week ones, I'm just like, we had to wait, like, two weeks for the Kai episode? I'm just like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> you're, you're hurting me. Yeah. Yeah, so whenever you watch it, like, all together, because I remember um, it was, like, mid-season uh, finale for two, and I was thinking that there were, like, a lot of these, like, plot holes and stuff, and I was like, something's, like, not clicking in my brain. And then... I went back and I watched it like all in a row and I was like, oh, there's like not as many as I kind of thought that there were and these kind of relationships are actually kind of making sense because sometimes whenever I watch it live, I think, oh, all of a sudden these two people like have feelings for each other. Or all of a sudden these two people are like going after each other and I don't really, yeah. see, I don't really see the buildup. But then whenever yeah. I watch it like all back, I'm like, like oh, there was buildup there and there was kind of an arc and we did see, um, more of the type of like building up and stuff it just because i didn't there were so many like breaks and stuff my brain was like forgetting a lot of stuff that was going on yeah yeah i feel like the only one one of the plot holes that i'm just like what was happening is like ralph's plot line with his dad like how that just kind of got thrown on the rug and he came back and then automatically got killed i was just like wait a minute like what happened between that day of him being there with his father so we'll have to see with season three i guess <laughs> I, I like rewatching it all and kind of picking up on the um, 
the little um, like hints and stuff that the writers try to put into the different episodes and because they foreshadow a lot and so I like to try to see like they foreshadowed in 211 what would happen in 213 so like picking those up or and then of course you know any hint and scene I'll, I'll watch over and over again anyways so. <laughs> I think one of my favorite hint and scenes is definitely in I think it's 211 in the bathtub yes oh, yeah. <laughs> one bet. of the best scenes yeah yeah, top three. We were we were clowning so hard that day too because the writers would give us the emoji hints, and one of them was a shower, and no oh, one God. wanted to believe that it was going to be a hand because it's always like you know Delena had the rain kiss, so it's like oh you know let's have a, a, a yeah yeah it's it, it's not going to happen it's not going to be a kiss it's not what it is and then it was a kiss and it was just like oh you guys oh that love day you. <laughs> <laughs> that day. That day, that day we lost our edges. Um, <laughs> our life left the chat. We had two. We had two amazing scenes in that episode. Yeah. Two, yeah, two, two, two flavorful kisses back to back. I don't think I was able to cover. <laughs> I think I cried. Yeah, I cried. After <laughs> that, I have no comment. It was no comment. The flying one. Yeah. Yeah. That flying one. Iconic. Just some numbers. Iconic. Taste. Just- <laughs> Just the scenes that they give them are just so good. They're always, they're always powerful. And it's Epic. always yeah. contributing. Yeah, it's always powerful. contributing to a relationship. Yeah. It's like every scene just shows like the development of the relationship. Landon's insecurity, then it later on was answered by the end of episode 11. And then we see him get Hope more powers along. Yeah, Hope realizing she didn't have to save him all the time. That yeah. he... You know that that he wasn't going to stand in her way, but he also wasn't going to let her sacrifice herself either. Right. I think one thing that I am so obsessed with, and I just love the writers for so much. And first and foremost, I love the writers. Like I think they do a fantastic job. But no matter what you know, people say, I at the end of the day, I love pretty much everything that they that they do, and I think that they do such a good job at just you know good storytelling. But um, I love the fact that. Landon was the insecure one that like Landon was the one because I think a lot of people think that that hope kind of you know is weaker because of Landon and all this kind of stuff and that she always has to save Landon and all this kind of stuff but I think it's very important to see a male character having a very vulnerable yes. thank you <laughs> thank you like, I love this one because growing up like you know I think that representation is always important and you know like the male you know species or whatever isn't just one side jock you know mm-hmm. it's not all um dead so. rough it's not all rough right yeah it's, it's like we're actually seeing emotions exactly and- so I think it's just so cool and so beautiful to see like the the relationship that they do have and how you know, because typically in a relationship, you do have somebody that, that is kind of more second-guessing or something than the other, and it's so nice to see, like, hope being reassuring and, like, you know, them talking about it and having, like, a healthy, open, like, let's talk about it, let's figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yes, because a lot of relationships don't do that. It's always kind of the lack of communication and right. the fact that hope was like, I can't express it that much, but, like, let me just show you how I was when you weren't here. Dad gave him enough, like, okay, well, while I was with Josie, this is how she felt. 
And I felt that that kind of helped because between season one and two, Landon was feeling that way. He felt like he had to be on her level in order to help her or in order to be seen as useful. And the fact that she just like, I'm, I'm happy just where you are. He now understands. So I think well, episode and, 11. And hope, um, hope is already so powerful that to put her with an hour, another like person like her, I feel like they would just butt heads and they would clash. Whereas being with Landon, he grounds her, you know. He's, he's, he's her anchor. Yeah, he's her anchor. And he, just like she said in her thing, is that he's the thousand things that she's not. She, he is who she wants to be, like in a sense, like <gasps> how emotional she wants to be. She wants to be emotional. She wants to be able to break down those barriers. And having him helps her come to terms with that. And she sees that here's this guy who has gone through the same traumas that she has, in a sense, who is still so pure and genuine and happy and kind. And she wants to be like that. And he brings that out in her. Yeah. Let alone that, like, when she first saw him again after two years, she automatically opened up to him about some, like, her family, and she didn't see him in two years. And yeah. him, and her being mad at him about the knife, she still opened up to him and talked to him more than anybody in the school. Yeah. So technically, if Landon and her never talked, or if he never came to South with her school, I don't think she would have opened up to anybody yet because yeah. she wasn't talking to anybody. Exactly, yeah. That's, so like, I think... Oh, go ahead. Um, that's what we love so much about the relationship. It's just because it's so human. It's so... Like, they're teenagers in love. And it's not the typical, like, Vampire Diaries or the originals, or it's two 17-year-olds who have come from these broken families or pasts who are finding um, this bond with someone that they never thought that they would find, you know? And, yeah. I mean... So realistic. Yeah, it's realistic. And it's, it's just, and it's, like, I really hope that they continue this relationship throughout the series and just build it up as they go because yeah cuz it's refreshing it's just, yeah it's refreshing because, and it's, yeah, cause it's, it's just so pure cuz it's not like how the originals were when it was like a love triangle you know every show does not happen to have a love triangle or a, a a switch a plot twist of why they don't like each other anymore there can be a relationship that is about growth and build up and the fact that they kind of they kind of correlate with the same things and they feed off each other that's what made them stronger. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be hope having a random love triangle with somebody else in order to strengthen a relationship because they're already strengthening a relationship on things that they do in their daily lives. Hope is kind of the muscle of defending the Sartor School and it's the logic, the idea, the brain to it. Like they go hand in hand and I feel like if legacy is just randomly throw it away for some shock value, it's just not going to make sense for me, especially like the development Hope had with her pretty much think saying that land is her true love and her epic love and then to randomly say oh um you know psych i just you know <laughs> i don't see it and and why can't we start with a couple and end with the same couple like there's nothing wrong with that yeah like it, like it can have problems along the way but like completely 316 around especially without development that can kind of throw people off and i think yep. Is, I don't know if you guys like notice this or I'm sure you do of course um 
I love the music that Legacies chooses. Yes. Yes. During, yes. Like, just like the best scenes to have just like, the best songs. And I like, whenever I rewatch it or something like that, I just cannot imagine any other song being in that moment. And it always just adds so much. I'm thinking right now of my mind always goes back to 106 and the wake me up uh, cover with um, whenever Joe is um, passing away again. Oh my that, God. Yeah. Oh my God. That, and then like the strings and like the orchestra and the build up and everything. It's just like, that's kind of what you're feeling like emotionally too. And then it just like, kind of like lets out and then so do yeah. your teachers. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, I cry you know, to this day, I cannot listen to Take Me Home without bawling my eyes out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take yeah, Me Home, yes. please. That's that's the drafts. That one, <laughs> I, yeah, that one is so good. And I, because, like, whenever I'm on the way to work, I typically, because, like, a lot of fans make, like, Legacies playlists on Spotify and stuff. And so I'll listen to, like, the songs kind of just to get into, like, the headspace and stuff. And so whenever that one comes on, I get into this just emo, like, it's time. Yeah. So we, I, we, I have a hand in playlist, but um, Naja's best friend, M, or Ember, she, <laughs> she is like the queen of hand in playlist. So if you need yeah. a playlist, that's the one you need to follow because she yeah, has she the got amazing, a lot. She, her, and it's, it's so like true to her heart. Like her playlist is incredible. And you should definitely listen to that one because, like, she just pours everything into it. Oh, that's so cool. Somebody send me a link on Twitter and I'll Gosh. check. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got Well, it is her best friend, so. <laughs> yeah, my best friend doing amazing things. <laughs> I don't got Spotify. I need to invest. You, you do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got Apple Music. I pay for trash, it. It's like, the same. <laughs> Okay, so um, getting back to the question, uh, what would you name your character if you could? Um, okay, so I actually came up with this whole thing last night. Um, <laughs> so basically I was like, you know what? This might be a little too on brand for like the witch thing, but I was like, what about Sage? Are we feeling it? Do you guys feel it? I like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, Sage, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and I was like, maybe that's too on brand because like the witch, Sage, all that kind of stuff. But I was thinking about it and I was like, what if I was like this very like shy, you know, super introverted kid like myself. And then whenever I came to the Salvatore school, I like grew into my power once I learned how to like use it and stuff. And I got like confident and like this whole goth aesthetic and stuff. And then I like changed my name to Sage. I was like, that would be pretty like badass. So yeah, that's, that's, that's I like it. it. It suits. Yeah, it definitely suits him. The, the, I, I yeah, like I that see it. character. Yeah. So. I, can, I can imagine it. So we have a sage and a saffron, and Nicole said um, Madison. Is that what she said? Yeah, wasn't it wasn't Madison? Awesome. I think it was. Oh, Madison. We're, listen, we're we're getting names for <laughs> behind the scenes. We love to see it. <laughs> this is what we're gonna call the characters from now on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm zoom in and be like, hey guys, um, new name Legacy alert. Writers. We have names. <laughs> Give us some name name. Here's some name rights. <laughs> So now Lizzie can talk about more people, like how in season one she said Alyssa Chang, we never got a chance to see her into season two. You know, now Lizzie can talk about people and we can know yeah. what she's talking about. That was really cool foreshadowing. I did not expect that at all. And then whenever yeah. 
when I realized how many times they actually mentioned Alyssa Chang, I was like, oh, that was like kind of genius. Because they I, said it in episode yeah. 112 as well. Hmm? Yeah, they were they were putting her in there. They were giving her some shout outs, you know? Right. And that's what I mean here. about the foreshadowing. There's so much foreshadowing yeah, that people was, don't even realize. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it was cool too because we had already filmed, I think Alyssa comes in 209. Am I correct? I think yeah, it it's something. It's something. Yeah, it was still nine. Yeah, it was uh, when um, uh, Lennon Hope came back. Sebastian around. And I remember that we had kind of already filmed that episode, and uh, I had already um, like filmed with Olivia and stuff. And then, and I think it was one uh, two oh seven, the Croatoan episode. Um, they mentioned like Alyssa Chang found it on her morning jog or whatever. And I had already knew that Alyssa Chang was like coming into the show. And I was like, this is wild. Like they literally <laughs> just talked about her just now. Um, and people like don't even know like what's coming like in a couple episodes. Um, so that was really cool too, that they mentioned her again there. Yeah, that's yeah, foreshadowing nice point. Yeah. And then to have her be such a like a bitchy character like just you know to, to even like top lizzie it's just you know yeah she called hope a basic witch and i said oh <laughs> the shots i don't know if you guys agree but Alyssa kind of reminded me of cordelia yes like, yes she does yes thank you <laughs> oh cordelia teams. i kind of got like this like Kind of the same. Now, definitely, I feel like, you know, both characters in their own right are just, like, very complex, and, like, you know, you can't really compare everything about them, but some of the the way that Alyssa Chang was kind of written, I just got, like, a little bit of Cordelia vibes. Season one, Lizzie was also very Yeah, Cordelia I was gonna say too. Lizzie. I was gonna say Lizzie. Yeah. It's kind of a mix between season one, Lizzie, and then um, Alyssa Chang. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, our next question is, what's your favorite Master Old Legacies? Um, I'm, like, a huge nerd, so I, I love how they do monsters, too, because it's, like, actual folklore and stuff, so I think that that's really cool. Um, definitely some of my favorites. Um, let's see. From season one... Okay, this kind of sounds weird to say, but I really did like the Necromancer in the beginning. I think that the necromancer definitely had a huge effect on the plot and like yes yeah, of, yeah he was a monster that definitely pushed things like extremely forward in the plot um so i think that he's definitely a good one but in terms of like coolness and stuff the necromancer isn't really it for me if that makes sense like yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know if that um yeah, but i definitely loved we didn't see him, like, hardly at all. But the fish guy, I thought, was the coolest thing ever. The merman? Yeah, yeah. It was, like, just, like, I, two seconds <laughs> type of thing. Um, and it was so cool to see him in 214, too. Uh, like, a little cameo for the Lizzie's, like, Hollywood movie horror. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I'm sure Brett was very happy about that. <laughs> um, and then I also loved, I loved the Headless Horseman. I loved um, the the Oni demon and the Night Hag. Um, I forget what the actual demon was called that the Night Hag was. The Honoré. Yes. Um, I loved them. Um, from season two, I think I really liked, I don't know if we 
if I guess like Dark Josie is a monster or not, but I, I did like Dark Josie and Kai. Um, I was trying to think of like some of the others that really stood out. Um, oh, I thought The Mummy was really cool. I really liked The Mummy. Um, but yeah, what can I ask you guys questions? Like what were your guys' yeah. favorite? Um, I think no, my I favorite was... Yeah, I think my favorite is the slug because it finally gave like hope. We saw hope like stress free for the first time and ever. And I do like the the what's called the merman that was in episode eight of season one. That's pretty much mine. Oh, that's the motel scene. Motel. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mine pretty much the same. Yeah, this looks I think is my favorite too. Yeah. And then season two. Um. What, what was the guy that it was uh, the episode of you speak Japanese? What was that guy? Oh, it was name? the Oni. I was going to say the Oni, Oni, but that was my favorite yeah. one. That was my favorite Garuda, one. Garuda, the, the samurai. Yeah. Yeah, the samurai was my favorite yeah, one. That's mine. All of his scenes were so good. Yeah. I was, yeah. It was so funny. Yeah, it was just it was so funny. funny how he was explaining everything. And then how Josie was like translating it was funny. And then Landon laughing. Like, oh. Landon is so lost. He's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That scene when they're in the falls parking lot. Yeah, she, that's the that's the that, <laughs> one. she was like, I'm not gonna see that or whatever. I don't I forget what she crack it up. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Also the Cupid. The Cupid I actually like. Oh Cupid, Cupid I mean yeah. Yeah, oh, Cupid gave yeah. us some, some some good angst for yeah. the time being. People sleep on him, I feel like. But he definitely like I really, really liked that like yeah. a lot. I mean, he did a lie. He killed he Landon, lie. and he almost killed Hope. He Hope. killed Landon. He, he almost did. I was like, oh, uh, he I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever <laughs> that was. One of my favorites, the Quran. I loved the Quran. I thought he was terrifying. Oh, yes. Yeah. See, I, I like him because he managed, besides the Cupid, he managed to really get them. He, he managed to get on, on um, his goal a lot more than any of the other monsters yeah. did. Like, he, got he affected them a lot more, you know? And mm -hmm. if it hadn't been for Wade, he wouldn't have been stopped. Yeah. Yeah, we would have, like, he got into hope. And then, Land like, I feel like Landon oh, was the only one that was like, that episode was just, <laughs> even Landon was like, that's not my girl. Who's this intruder? <laughs> he said, let me open the books real quick, guys. I love that he knew right instantly yeah. That it wasn't her. Yeah. Because he immediately who knew. Would? Who else would? Who else would? No, like Liz, Lizzie even thought she was the same. Lizzie thought that she was just fine. And yeah. so Liz was like, oh, you're making jokes at Landon too? Okay. And then Landon was like, no, that's not, that's not my girl. <laughs> so, and Wade was like, Hope is acting weird too. So I feel like they're the only ones that actually paid attention. Yeah. Because Emma was like, oh, why are you guys are arguing at this? This little fast. I'm just like Emma. You don't know. You can't see it. Yeah. I think the I, I really like the Oni. The Oni was really good. Yeah. Yeah, that probably was my favorite one from season two. You think the Sphinx yeah, would been a good one? The Sphinx. The Sphinx was good, but he wasn't. He didn't do anything. Though. Yeah, he, really? gave, no, us, he gave us a riddle. Sorry, he, gave us a riddle. <laughs> he gave us the riddle and bounced. <laughs> we did. He was like, "I'm gonna turn to sand now." Okay, like, <laughs> you know what? Okay, yeah. there's a there's a, a tiny little plot hole there in um two eleven, and then uh in that episode because in two eleven the necromancer right before they found the golden arrow, um said oh put him next to the sphinx. 
Exactly. What happened? Yeah, yeah. But the Sphinx was sand. So what did he do? Go and get him in a dustpan and then... <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> <laughs> he slept the love real quick. Yeah, let me, they, I, I didn't even pay attention. Yeah. And, yeah, and the necromancer's like, yeah, put him over there next to that sand pile that probably is already in the <laughs> and, air. And, like, the Sphinx, you guys know my theory. I don't think the Sphinx was sent by Malivore or the necromancer because the necromancer was going off of, um, for the gold. He didn't know anything about the prophecy until the Cupid wanted the golden arrow. And it wasn't until the Cupid wanted the golden arrow that he was like, wait a second, when Chad pointed it out, he was like, wait a second, I can use this against Landon. He didn't, he didn't, when he offered the, the golden arrow to the Cupid or to Pothos, he wasn't like, oh, no, 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 I have to have that. That has to be mine. It wasn't until Kai was there and they heard the prophecy that he put two and two together thinking that the, the golden arrow was going to be that could be used against Landon. So the prophecy for the Golden Arrow, why was the Sphinx there? Why was he, why, why did that even happen? And yeah, like, why did who he was... want, he didn't want Landon at the school. He wanted Landon far away, which is why he made Rock take him away. Yeah, like, it's so, like he wanted him safe in a sense. So why would Malivore send the Sphinx there to get rid of Landon and when mention him. the Golden Arrow? Yeah. He mentioned he had a new master, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, so, who? Listen, if it's Sailor, I think it's Sailor. Uh, so Sailor's in Malibu get getting tea. Oh, I just want to see her again. I think it's Sailor because Hope changed Malibu when she was in in Malibu because her heart could and she could see all the other monsters. Right. Sailor's not dead. We know that they're not dead when they jump in Malibu, so we know she's yeah, alive. Yeah, it's kind of like there. a. Yeah, it's like an and isolated place. I could see her pulling the strings and kind of like picking and choosing which monsters to send out in, in a sense to help. Because if you notice, all of the monsters along the way have helped them in one way or another. Yeah. I just feel like with the necromancer, I just need to see what the necromancer is doing because all this taking <laughs> Dark Josie's powers and collecting dead mo villains that they kill, I'm just like, what's the concept? Where I was thinking about it too because I was like for a minute I kind of thought that like he might almost try to create like this army of like monsters like because he was almost like putting them back and saving them for something it, it felt like um but then I kind of thought about like how he did technically promise them like etern like eternal life or or whatever uh they yeah did. They as long as they succeeded yeah if they followed him instead so yeah and I don't know his priority the whole like his whole focus has been about getting his magic back so right. and and then the prophecy didn't come into play for him until hope got in his way until he remembered hope and she got in his way he didn't want and he wanted to raise malivore but he's not he doesn't want to raise malivore as landed because he wouldn't be able to control him right, right? so he wants to raise malivore but in a, in a different way so like the golden arrow is just assurance that possibly that Malivore couldn't get Landon's body and that he would be forced into another body, which is why he could be taking the monster's bodies because he could possibly try to make Malivore go into one of the monster's bodies and then control him in that sense. True. Because oh. why did he have to dig up the Cupid? Oh, my mind. Yeah. He could have just We're like washed his hands at it. So this is what I do. I, I do all the theories. Yeah, because like but, with the necromancer, it was never really a clear head of what he's doing. Because he has he has 
he has the dead body, he has the dark Josie's magic. And then he also wants to do something with Hope and Landon and also something with Malivore. So it's kind of like where is the where is the tie coming into play? Like where like is he gonna be a, a an occurring villain like Klaus or you know Catherine? I just don't know what his motives is right now, especially with Malivore. He wanted to he wants Malivore to be his puppet. Yeah. But everything else he's doing, I'm just like, it just I just I don't know. I like he got Clark, he got the Clark mud pit on the ground, and then he had the eye lurking on hope in him. I don't even know how that could even help him with Malivore, but he did that. I just don't know what Malivore is doing at this point. I just want to know what the Golden Arrow did. That's all I want to know. Yeah, it killed Landon. It killed him. He's sleeping. No, it didn't. He's not. No. Right, he's dead. Back. He's going to come back. He's dead, though. He's dead. What if he come, I, if he come know, back on Power You know, I don't think the Golden Arrow was meant for him. I don't think he was the hero that it was meant for. You think it just put him in a little, like, little sleep, like a little sleep, like a poison apple? <laughs> Something like I that, maybe? Think, I think the arrow was meant for Lizzie. Oh, yeah. Her, she, yeah. Robin got a theory on that too, you know. Mine, mine, go ahead, you know, split a tea. <laughs> My whole theory <laughs> is that the prophecy is about the twins. Let's split because a tea. the whole the whole season two has been <laughs> mostly about the twins first and foremost. And the two prisoners are um Josie and Lizzie, because Lizzie's trying to control her mind, so she's like the prisoner of her own cage or whatever. And then Josie returns home without power. Well, she came home from the prison world and from the confines of her own mind and put her power in a coin so she's powerless and then um lizzie is the hero because in all of like uh 14 15 and 16 her and mg use the word hero way too many times they do they do and and mg's word to get out of the prison or out of the box was hero Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, or heroes. So, like, I don't think the arrow was meant for Landon. I think everyone thought it was meant for Landon, but it really isn't. So, it doesn't kill him. It actually does something different because it wasn't meant for him. Oh, oh my gosh. My brain right now is like. Running. And then <laughs> yeah. the wolf, the wolf, everyone assumed it was Roth because he was controlled by the necromancer, but I actually think it's Hope because Hope has three sides, she has many different faces, and she shows a different face to each person. She Like, she has a different face for Landon, a different face for Josie, a different face for Lizzie, a different face for Alaric. So, like, she has all of these different kind of um, ways she interacts with all of these people. So she could be, like, the wolf with many faces, in a sense, because she's a wolf, right? And then... Um, See, I think the greatest destroyer, everyone assumes the greatest destroyer is Handon. Yeah, we thought it was Handon. We thought. I think it's the twins because their relationship has, in all of the first season, they were building up this twin relationship. They slept together. They were so close, you know, all of that. But in season two, they've been split apart. They haven't been communicating the way that they should. They haven't been close. They've each been kind of focusing on their own things. Josie got lost and ended up being swallowed by dark magic, and Lizzie didn't even notice. So I think the greatest story of love is the bond between the twins. Wow, I love this. Yes, they're they're at Dairy Queen because I could never. I thought I was just so bland. I was like, yeah, Handon, um, Kai, Necromancer, Dead of Prisoners. Yeah, I not, 
not it, I, I guess. I just overthink things way too often. <laughs> but, you're, but you're thinking in the right way of what a writer would do. They're like, they're kind of like making us think we know what's happening. And then they do like a little curve of like, well, psych, I mean, actually. Is there's the whole prophecy is a smokescreen where you think it's one thing, but it's actually another thing because they like to do that in hopes in 211 when she's like, you know, if I have to choose between you and something else, I don't want to think about what that day is going to be like. And then literally two episodes later, she had to do that. Yeah, well, that was sick, though. <laughs> so, like, they Landon. have all of this foreshadowing kind of, like, mixed all in between this. I, I mean, the second episode of the season was literally about fire. And Landon was the only one who didn't get burned from a dragon. Yeah. That, that was foreshadowing about him and fire obviously and being a phoenix wow i yeah <laughs> no words no words <laughs> no words yeah she told us that i was like well i'm, I'm like, wrong like, it all makes sense like for sure it starts to click uh-huh. and watch we get nothing like that <laughs> season three I, like i said i have so <laughs> many theories my theory about the golden i actually wrote a story on this because i'm a fanfic writer but um, my theory on the Golden Arrow is that it's kind of like a Chambre de Chasse where it links um, two people. So the Pothos wanted it. Pothos' whole thing is hearts. He wants to eat hearts. The juicier, the better. And so the reason he wanted the arrow is because it linked two hearts, two like soulmate hearts together because those would be the best hearts to eat, mm -hmm. right? And then he would get the two hearts for the price of one. So he would take down two people for the price of one and get fed twice. So um, rather than, that's why he wanted the arrow. So then when Landon got hit with the arrow, it connected him and Hope because that's who he's in love with. And it's kind of locked them in this like chambre de chasse and they have to um, work their way out. Like it kind of like the, the box in, in um, 214, they have to figure out how to get out of it. So it's like a test to see whether or not they're even worth being together. If they're worthy enough to be together and escape this, this prison. That's so good too, especially because Hope has been like, she had that conversation with Rob too about, you know, I, you know, I'm always going to have to make a choice. And yeah. Thinking that they're doomed. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I think that in 214, I think that whatever choice she made, she still would have escaped that because I think that her biggest um, problem is not being able to make the choice and not being able to choose herself. She always chooses someone else. And I think that I, if, whether she got on the bus or not, I still think she would have gotten her work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just hoping they do do like a slow development of her actually choosing Landon first. And I feel like we might get that if, if, Fingers crossed. If we get a possessed Landon, I feel like all oh, best is going to go off. She's going to be like, full Landon, <clears throat> that's what we deserve. You know, she's been saving everybody else. I think that's why you know? that box was introduced, though. The box was foreshadowing, so we understood. Because people who don't watch the originals don't know what a Chambre de Chasse is. And so when the box is introduced in 214, it was kind of like, a, okay, this is what it is, this is what it does. So when it came in I don't know 217 218 with Hope and Landon it made sense yeah because it did kind of seem a little just strange to just throw right in there. yeah right 
Especially after like they just revealed that Emma was sending them kids to uh, the prison world, and then everybody's like, "Okay, I, you even though you did that, let's do some simulation." I'm just like, "So she just did that yesterday." <laughs> like <laughs> they're just openly accepting that everything is done for a reason. Yeah, and it was pointless because Alaric knew that Josie was too strong for that box, which is the one that he had in his office. So why would he think that he could put her in another simulation and she wouldn't overcome that simulation? Yeah, okay. A mind. It's See, fine. I said, I think way too much about these things. Yeah, because <laughs> some of the things that Lurk did in season two were just, I don't understand how he thought that was helpful. Because Josie immediately was out here killing behind the scenes. We was like, Who, who's that? Behind and then the it's Dark Josie. Yeah, Dark <laughs> Josie was killing everybody. And we had to think. Oh <laughs> Canceling Lurk. behind the scenes. Yeah, she's behind the scenes assassinating people. And I'm just like, so who is it? And then Alaric is out here. That's why he watched her put her power in a coin because he doesn't want he he he's has an aversion to supernaturals. He doesn't want he never wanted his kids to be supernaturals, and to have them both be siphoners, and then for Josie to go down this like line of darkness that she was so capable of going down. Her putting her power away just basically confirms his, you know his um fears about her being a supernatural in the first place so like that's why he yeah. leans on hope so much because hope is all of these these creatures as you know as one and because of who she was um who her parents were and who her father was she has a whole different like upgrade upbringing in that sense and he doesn't feel the same need to protect her that he does with hope or with with lizzie and josie because he still sees Lizzie and Josie as, like, his little girls. They're still, you know, his babies. Yeah, even though I feel like, it's, like definitely this um, 2A with the Josie situation, I feel like he wasn't there for her more. Even though he was kind of, like, banned from going to the top of her school, he knew she was, like, touching dark magic and still never kind of gave her that talk. And even when she made, she broke Ethan's arm, we never saw him talk, call her or attempt to connect with her afterwards. It was kind of like, oh, you did a bad thing. We didn't like. We didn't see her even if she apologized. He kind of wanted to like it. sweep it under the rug. Yeah, he he always like he continuously does that, and I feel like especially with the Sebastian situation, even though he tried to protect his kids, he knew that what Lizzie felt for Sebastian was kind of stronger than anything, and he just said, "Let me send him to this, um to the prison world," and it's like he just purposely does things that still affects his daughters. And, and with hope. yeah, and with hope, it's just like. Yeah, and, like, Hope knew right away that something was off with Josie, just because Hope obviously remembered Josie. So whenever Josie, like, you know, smarted off to her at the football game, she instantly knew that something was immediately off, just because yeah. of Josie's character. And then, let alone, like, you know, the coin and Hope noticing yeah. obviously it was tampered with and everything like that. I think Hope put it together faster than a lark probably even did. Yeah, she immediately well, knew because because yeah. of like in season one, Josie was like, Lizzie, let's always lose. And then the fact that it's like switched because her dad's not here and Josie's like, let's win. Let's, you tackle this person. It was completely out of what she was thinking about last and season. And Hope, Hope is a watcher. Like Hope, Hope watches people. She sees people. She sees people a lot more clearly than most other people. And it's not just Josie she sees. She sees Lizzie, she sees Landon, she sees Rock. She kind of sees all of them and kind of understands like who they are and then picks up almost immediately when, they're, when there's something off about them. 
like in in um one fifteen or one six one fifteen with Roth when he when she knew instantly that he, there was something wrong with his mind still that it was still like split. She because of I think because of um those two years where she basically like wallowed in self pity, she really became in tune with who she was and like her powers. And so like part of her um like personality is her is her empathy and her intuition, even though it doesn't seem like it. Right? Because like you guys know in um the one where she had the dream about Landon in two thirteen. Yeah. Where yeah. the kids were um circling Around her. her. And she saw Landon with um, blood, and then she saw Dark Josie behind her. That was her intuition because she, first off, Landon was stabbed in the exact same place in that dream as he was when Roth stopped him. Yeah. And she had no idea that Josie had turned dark, dark yeah. at that point because she, she didn't, didn't ask to project. She didn't ask to project until the later in the episode. So she saw Dark Josie. She knew she was Dark Josie before anything. So that was her intuition. So she knew it was going to happen to Landon and she knew it was going to happen to Josie. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch season two again, you know, all these details. <laughs> That's what I mean, though, is I, I rewatch because I like picking up these things. Like, just my writer's brain just likes picking up all of these, like, little things that they throw in there that they they think is just so inconspicuous but like it's not really yeah right, yeah i love it anyways we kind of got off track yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what was your favorite episode um i think from season one 106 um i thought 113 was incredible um i'm trying to like remember all of them I loved um 210 202 uh I even oh but definitely oh my gosh the Kai episodes were just so incredible I think that was 213 and 214 or 212 and 213 yeah those I think honestly those were my two favorite episodes um out of the whole thing uh which is kind of weird because I didn't really expect it, but I just loved getting like Jade and Wendy and all of that type of story. I honestly wish that Wendy would be in it as much as uh, Jade is. Um, yeah. Because whenever I saw Wendy, I was like, oh my gosh, who is this girl? I want to know everything about her. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with like Teen Titans. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Little, little. yes. It reminded me of Jinx from Teen Yes. Titans. Yes. Oh my God. Way, I love Teen Titans. Like the way that she would just do her little like fire thing, like real cute and like, like real like. It, Give me. Very, I don't know. It felt really cool. So. I yeah, know. I was I was interested in her character, and I was kind of like expecting to see her more, and then it was kind of like dropped. It was like she was back to Salvatore school. No updates. Like you would think, Alaric would watch her when she's still stuck behind the bubble. Like it was kind of just like a, oh well, now now Josie and, and you know they're they're like well, each other now. It's funny because he sent Jade to get therapy, but he never sent Wendy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Wendy just vanished. Mm -hmm. So I really I just loved the addition to those characters, like 
with those characters. And then also, too, I was really nervous about how they would portray Kai in Legacies because even though they're two, you know, very different shows, Kai Parker is still Kai Parker. So I was yeah. nervous about how they were going to approach him. But I think they did him perfectly. And I think Chris played him just as well. Again, I mean, he was so, you know, conniving and sneaky and cunning and lied and got away with it. And, you know, but I also thought what was so cool about that episode too is how you could see some of him and Josie when Josie tricked him with the alcohol bottle. Yeah. the blood vial and you kind of saw that there is this you know lineage and this like bloodline connection you know that that they probably share like some similarities of that kind of stuff you know yeah i feel like with josie we got a chance to see how she's kind of like kai in a sense and i do feel like with the kai episode we were kind of robbed with how he would act with lizzie I yeah. want to see how, like, when he still have a, kind of the same thing with Lizzie opposed to Josie. And I feel like even at that episode, we could have had so many more amazing moments with um, Kai and Josie. Like, her kind of be like, oh, well, you need me to get you out of the prison world, so how about you? How about I ask you some questions and you answer it? Kind of, like, do a little more tick-for-test situation. I feel like we could have had more, like, more flavor <laughs> flavor from the, from the episode, especially with the twins and him. But we were robbed with the Lizzie and Kai situation. Yeah, Lizzie dipped. Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie said Cinderella tees. Uncle, I don't care about none of that. She like, said, <laughs> I'm just going to hang out with Sebastian. She said, blue dress. Let's get on. That really did. That shook me, though. That whole him, like her almost becoming a heretic. Because I wanted heretic Lizzie from the beginning. Yes, yes. So, Whenever that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, is this actually about to go down? Like, is this really going to happen? But. And then it got, it got dangled in our face. Yeah. I know Jenny's back. been pushing for that too, right? I wonder how disappointed Jenny was when it didn't happen. She probably was ready. And then it said, <laughs> actually, you're safe. So. But like, Kaylee got her wish. Yeah, Kaylee got her wish. Yeah. yeah. And Ari got his to- wish about having a Sphinx because he wanted the Sphinx. Yeah. Listen, we just need our heretic Lizzie. I, I just wonder how she's going to act, though. That's one of the things I'm interested in. Is she going to, like, is it going to cause more of a problem for her mental health? Is she going to, it's going to make her stronger, like Caroline, how Caroline developed and became stronger? I need to see. I need to know. Yeah. I, just, I just need to know how she's going to become it, like who's going to buy her or, you know, who blood she's going to have in her system. So I'm prepared. <laughs> I, they're going to say that for, like, the very end when the, the actual merge happens, though. Yeah, it's probably going to be like their, their kind of escape. Because I don't, think, I don't they, know if they're really going to kill them. Kill if they make her a heretic, then the whole merge storyline gets thrown out the window. Yeah, they're going to milk it. They're going to milk it. <laughs> Just like they're going to milk Possessed Landon and... Um, and Tribal Hope. Hope. That's their key points. Yeah. And if they do, what if they do like Ripper MG? They could have had that. They could have that been a season two plot. Maybe. Ripper uh, MG. I don't know. He, oh my gosh, to see MG as a Ripper would be so much fun. Maybe yeah, not could, for the yeah. students at the South. Yeah, school, now, yeah, they probably, they probably would been, yeah, they would have been ascended. <laughs> but once again, what can we expect? Like, Alaric had Dark Josie roaming the earth for months. <laughs> he had her roaming for oh, months. Oh, yeah, I forgot whatever. that. I forgot they, like, like, skipped. There was, like, a five-month time jump in between 14 and 15. And she so, came so back, weird. She came back floating through the halls. I'm like... No, she's been going for a half a year. <laughs> a See, quarter of a people year. don't realize there was a time jump. 
But the no, is, because because 208 was October, and then 216 or 215 was March. Yeah. True, because the Christmas episode was in October. Yeah. Yeah. I was like five months went by. I didn't even know. I was like, I was like, Martin was just missing for five Christmas. months. Joseph was out here, went to Italy, probably went to France, probably took somebody's life. We don't know what she was doing. Was there even a search request? But there Nothing. was five months of hand in that we did not get. Hmm. We didn't get. We it was a five. They didn't even give us a, a, a notice. <laughs> we just come back to a different season. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's spring. <laughs> it was just October, like five minutes ago. Okay, now we're in March. Were they happy during those five months? I'd like to know. <laughs> right, especially especially when the relationship got like strong. Landon now knows that she obviously sees him as her equal, and we just got swept five months ahead. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> it was sick for me. We clearly have way too much time to think about this. I mean, that's we, we eat, sleep, and drink legacies at this point. Hence the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the We're fact obsessed. that we, we can do a show every single week completely and talk about different it. and talk about it nonstop. <laughs> you know, but just imagine when it comes back. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm, I'm excited like for everybody for it to come back. Like I'm excited myself, but for everybody else too. I'm yeah, when it comes back, theories are true. <laughs> I'm just oh, like we're gonna be discussing the episodes when it come back when it comes back. And yeah, like Arlon and me and Iz, we're gonna be doing our legacy reactions, which means like we're doing real life, like actual watching it and plus like overall at the afterwards oh yeah we're gonna my mind isn't gonna be ready for this <laughs> dark landing i could give i think i can be said what's in dark landing <laughs> oliver Ortiz. i am ready for aria to be evil and yeah. i am ready for danielle to, i am preparing myself for danielle to break me hey, what, what can we expect danielle always does that though Every scene. They, I mean, they said her life, her whole world's going to be shattered. That's going to create some like. What does she epic, become emo? Like, more epic, emo. Sad like, moments <laughs> that we are going to be on the floor, bawling our eyes out, clutching at our stomachs. Because Robin, stop. We got like months. I don't want to think about it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's next year. Maybe years. <laughs> 2023. <laughs> Season three is right. coming out. Next question, Nash. Oh, okay. Um, if you could have any monster visit to school, what would it be? I had a lot of fun with this question um, because, like I was saying earlier, like I'm a big like like folklore nerd and stuff like that, and so um, I had like so much fun trying to figure out what I would want. But hear me out. I came up with a whole theory, sort of something. It's like very rocky, but you know, I tried. Um, it's not on Robin level, but it will. It, <laughs> But I was like, I think it would be really cool to have like a banshee come to the school. And so banshees basically like, there's two different kinds of banshees. Um, The first kind, if whoever hears like the cries and like the wailing of the banshee, it pretty much foreshadows death in the family. So um, I figured that would be really cool for like a character to experience uh, to kind of like foreshadow an upcoming death of like somebody maybe. And then um, I also thought the other kind of banshee is like uh, 
like just pretty much evil like the cries and stuff kind of drives the person that hears it insane and then they like feed on their like frontal lobe or something it's like really crazy and I was like it would be really cool for like a pair of like twin banshees to come out and then like have like the twins like maybe go through a different experience with both of them or something like I don't know like I thought that would be pretty cool and also too I really liked how in um Lizzie Saltzman's legacies how they played with like more beauty makeup with the Jenny um yeah because I thought she was like gorgeous and I, I thought it was a cool take on showing that like the different kind of monsters that they do have and like not all monsters have to be so like disgusting looking and stuff and so I was like you can make these like banshees like because they're they typically have like really long silver hair with like these like pretty like dresses or stuff and I was like you know, you can make them, like, in, I can just see it in the forest, like, with the fog that they love so much, and Legacies, the ever-lasting fog that's always around, um, but, like, just doing this, like, real pretty, like, beauty makeup on them and stuff, and having them cause some havoc. Oh, also, too, I read that gold is the only thing that can kill a banshee, and I was like, what oh. if somehow use the golden arrow to, like, kill them, or something like that? I don't know. Oh. I that could be spicy. There, and there is the myth that um, a banshee is um, a heartbroken woman. Some yeah. To turn into a banshee, your heart literally has to be broken by the person that you love. So, like, that would be kind of cool if it was someone in the school that had their heart broken and ended up, like, turning into this banshee somehow. Yeah. Um but the other banshee you were talking about, the first one, is kind of like Olivia from Teen, from Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually never watched Teen Wolf, but whenever I was explaining this theory earlier, um, someone said they were, like, from Teen Wolf. And I was like, okay, I've never seen it. But I did hear that they were, like, on Teen Wolf and stuff. Yeah, that was my first, when you first said that, I was like, okay, Lydia from Teen Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> she was the banshee. But um, she was the one that where she could she could sense the death and the dead bodies and everything. Wow. Yeah. But I mean that's a good show all on its own. But <laughs> um, the the second banshee, I think that would be really cool to have that beauty makeup and everything, and uh, and even better to have it like someone from the school kind of like intertwined with that myth. I mean right. it can't be hope because I mean her world's going to be shattered, her heart's going to be broken. But that girl's been through a lot already. So <laughs> let's keep her away from <laughs> being a banshee. But I, That's I, too much. I, I do like the banshee. Um, I really like um, harpies. I think a harpy would be Oh, yes. And then have her have the beauty makeup and have this, like, gorgeous face and everything. And you have no idea, like, underneath is, like, this huge, you know, bird and wings and, like, right. you know. But the other one, I think, um, would be a kitsune, because I think that would be a lot of fun. Now, what is that? It's kind of like, um, like, like a fox. Wolf? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about, uh, well, okay. kind of, but like, um, like a mischievous kind of like uh, fox spirit, like, it's, it's, I think it's Japanese, like a Japanese lore, and it's um, a mischievous spirit that likes to cause problems, and they kind of always represented it as like a fox, you know, like how a fox kind of you know curious and and um and just like kind of likes to get in yeah very sly very you know kind of like in that sense 
But yeah, that'd be cool too. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a steer into the distance, child. I know that um, Danielle and the girls have always said they wanted a siren. Yes, a, a boy one would be a good twist. But yes. that's what I think is having a male siren who lures the females, and it's up to the guys to say guys. If, if, if it's a guy, if it's a guy centric episode. That would be wild because Caleb, Caleb and MG, MG and Jed, that, yeah. that like, that scene of Having them. Having to and, save the girls from this, like, male siren. And wow. then, like. <laughs> so refreshing and so cool to see. Oh, I feel like it's probably one of the funniest episodes because all their humor is hilarious to me. And then, like, and then Landis being, like, the the awkward one. <laughs> yeah. And then Caleb but and Jed. wouldn't even be in that right now because he's going to be possessed. Oh, yeah, he's going to be. So. And sadness just came. Why did you remind me? It's fine. <laughs> I was, uh, my idea was like, yeah, I'm being realistic. I'm being realistic. I'm preparing you. Know, you. We robbed. <laughs> Let me see. You see, this, you see this sweet landing on our screen right now? Yeah, he's not. He's, he's gone. Hope has to fight. <laughs> She's going to have to get her boy back. No. Landon's gonna be missing out all the. First of all, we already were robbed when he wasn't even in the New York episode. Oh my god, that was the worst. He got a picture. And we had to I wait. Was like, and he had one picture. <laughs> he had a picture and a name. And a bar said, named after him. Yeah. I said, so Landon, so you just said, Landon, not, don't come here? Fine. They let Landon fly Landon, across the school. Landon didn't need therapy. What are you talking about? Listen, Landon, Landon said, I'm too good for y'all. He and said, he, trauma? Yeah. Never heard of her. The first high episode, right? Because that was strictly prison world stuff, right? Yeah, it was like a introduction. That was the yeah. noir. It was a, yeah. it was a little noir of like the aftermath of her getting Josie getting fully possessed by the dark magic, and then they said, "Let's throw them into a simulation." Oh, if <sighs> thinks Landon can't physically live in an alternate universe. Oh, wow. <laughs> he can't because he wasn't in the season one one yeah because he's never in any alternate universe he wasn't in in episode 10 in season one yeah true i mean he wasn't in the film noir episode he, he, was, there because, he was there because um like his picture in the bar and everything was there because of hope because yeah, that's she, her trauma is she's she she doesn't feel like she can be happy. I also wonder too how like, because like obviously like in Josie's subconscious or Josie's mind, like hope is you know turned to stone or or you know that's like kind of where he left. I wonder like I keep wondering how they're gonna do that. Really, I also like I don't know what you guys thought about it, but whenever. Because I'm trying to remember everything about it, but because wasn't Lizzie and Landon tied together? Yeah. 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 Whenever Landon died, I thought Lizzie was gonna die because of that. Do you guys know why, like, Lizzie didn't get injured or like hurt? Because he's not dead. That's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> true. Okay. True. Because his. He was stabbed, like, because he originally died on the dock because Lizzie yeah, died. So he was resurrected. But it, I don't think, I don't think the spell was broken there. I think the reason she didn't die is because he's not dead. 
I yeah, think he's, he's trapped. Yeah, because I was like, wait a minute. I'm kind of confused because I thought that Lizzie would have some sort of effect unless the spell just wore off. Stop, yeah. Like, I, I was like, like the, spells have, the spells have like a certain, I don't know, like time limit in a sense, I guess. Like, especially ones where you have to drink them. I don't think they just disappear right away. It's like vampire blood. Vampire blood takes 24 hours to get out of your system. So I would think that the spell that Lizzie had to drink or the potion that she had to drink was like a 24-hour kind of system thing like vampire blood was. Yeah. So, so she's yeah. not dead because Landon's not dead. And I also don't think Hope is stuck in Josie's mind because I don't think Josie would purposely put her power in a coin and leave her mind knowing Hope was there without trying to get Hope back. I thought that same exact thing too because I was like, Josie, what are you doing? Imagine she did it on purpose. I think the reason why I don't think she would do that. But I, know, I, I think the reason that. why she won't wake up is because she's linked to Landon. Because of my theory of the golden arrow. You know, because okay. Um see? I don't know. Because no, because Lizzie was Lizzie was perfectly fine and then Landon's still dead, but there's is they still they should be still linked. So I think the necromancer is like, oh, you got stabbed? Let me just, it's like once he signed the contract with Alaric, he was like, okay, well, anybody else that dies afterwards is in my hands. And since Alaric, since Landon just died because he watched Ralph stab Landon, he instantly has Landon now. But I feel like with Hope, maybe oh. Hope linked her and Landon together. And that's why she can't get up. Or, Land, or now since um, necromancer had the dark magic, he just took it. Well, Hope she was, was still stuck in that. Hope was already making the potion, so it wouldn't be hard for her. But she would have had to make Landon drink the potion. I didn't even notice that Iz was totally commenting on this whole thing. I don't use Zoom, and I'm so dumb. But reading. Oh the- yeah, I, I was like, wow, no words. I've been saying, I've been saying what she's been saying. I love it. I I just opened it up, and it was like Arya's my husband. Like, okay, mood. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 <That's> me. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with is. I think that Hope probably linked herself with Landon because yeah. she might not know. She might not have known what she was getting herself into when she went to Josie's mind. Because she had that vision of Landon being stabbed. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you know, <sighs> and she heard the necromancer. So she knew that the necromancer was up to something. So it wouldn't surprise me if she did blink herself with Landon, knowing that he would try to do something, like go after him. Exactly, especially yeah, but, he's been tricked by him before by the necromancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and especially when he like he didn't want to like try anything. And and he was controlling it as well. Like he wanted Landon to make this stab because he took over Ralph. He had Ralph premeditate this whole let me bring Landon by the dock and talk to him. And then once he was like, all right, that's enough, stab him. It was kind of like, he knew he wanted, like, he's like, I don't, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll lie to Lyric and say, I'll give him his, his students back. But Landon, I'm keeping. But Landon maybe was not already dead when he made that deal. Yeah. So I feel like he was just, I don't know. I feel, maybe, maybe like Marissa would like lie. Leave out all the things like he did with Hope in season one. He definitely See, lied. I'm, I'm wondering yeah. if they're going to keep them asleep for the next couple of episodes. I was, uh, at least, at least one. You know they will. At least 100%. <laughs> you know if I will for We're a couple not of get, like Because, like, it, in, you know, in the, the behind the scenes for 217, Danielle wasn't seen at all. 
there was no like and and the director took pictures with like a bunch of them and there was no Danielle so like you know I know you know possibly but we there was a theory someone had said that 219 the musical episode actually all happens in Hope's mind because she's scared and so she's singing and so like the throwback to Vampire Diaries in the originals is all in Hope's mind. That would be awesome. That would be really Yeah. Cool. I just feel like however they did this to get linked is, if they're linked. We need powerful. the backstory. We need they're, the backstory. Yeah, I need to know. I need to know. I, 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 they're linked. I, I have no doubt. Like, I just, yeah, I've said it. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to like manifest that they're linked. Manifest? <laughs> they're linked. <laughs> I mean, they've used, the writers, the whole season have used true love and epic love and love of your life and made for each other. And if they're not linked, why would you use those words? Yeah, and especially like both, both, this, um, both the scenes of like them showing Landon and then Hope later on, both being asleep and then saying, I don't know what's wrong. If that's not like some type of correlation, just take it out. Just take it out. <laughs> the drafts. Yeah, was we always like, we always end up somehow going back to Hamden. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's sick. It's sick. It's sick because we don't we, we don't really talk about them. That's on brand for you guys, you know. I mean, yeah, it, it, is. Is. it is. Yeah, it's it's chaotic for us. That's why know? Hamden stands listen to us because we always end up going back to Hamden. Always back to Hamden. We be like, hey guys, I was talking to me about um the super squad, and then somehow Hamden comes into the vocabulary. That's just- Still understand. <laughs> we had that episode about the and we totally and went off about hope. <laughs> that was you. It's just like you know, you could talk about hope. I know. It's, I can talk about hope for like hours and hours and hours. I yeah, um, I can. I have no problem talking about hope. <laughs> Listen, one day, one day, oh, it'll be our time to shine with the hand and with the hand of something. Is could talk about Aria for days. Yeah. See, we're yep. completely opposite. I'm Danielle. She's Aria. <laughs> That's why you work, you know? That's, That's why exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you have any funny Danielle or Aria stories, here's the place to tell them. <laughs> Honestly, um, with, like, Aria, I feel like I don't really – I feel like I work with the guys the less, like, the, mo- like, the least, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. when – and I think too that's because mainly like um, there are no male witches so I think that whenever there's a witch scene or there's like some witch activity going down it's typically with the girls just because they're obviously like the witches so I'm, I'm like don't work but every single time I do like it whenever like Arya messes up just because it's like it's so like sweet to watch because he's like so innocent so he'll be like okay I'll do it again or like just like real like cute like little quirky like things um that's like just really like dope that he is just kind of like the way he is you know oh, aura content <laughs> he really is adorable oh, I can only imagine I just think <laughs> no words like him and Danielle just Everyone's swooning right now. <laughs> yeah, I had to let it marinate, you know, my mind. <laughs> okay, ready for the last question, Robin? Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to be involved in the industry? Uh, yeah, I think 
I guess some of the biggest advice I would, I would say would be um, just to work hard because I've kind of found that like through legacies and stuff, it's like the harder that you work and the more dedicated that you are and, you know, you really try to show up and like really kind of like show like out, I guess, like just really try to like assert yourself into the, the scene or whatever and just be um, passionate and kind and stuff like that. I think that, you know, if you stay humble and everything like that, you will kind of find yourself moving up without even kind of realizing it. Um, just because, you know, I'm, I am a big like believer in like you get what you put out type of thing. So I guess just like keep a positive mindset and stay humble and it'll come back to you and you'll get kind of rewarded for that. And then, um, also, I think, like, be who you are. Like, even if you are playing a character, bring a lot of yourself to the character, too. Because I think that's, like, how a lot of, you know, great actors and actresses are able to play them so well. Is It's almost like, you know, we all share the human experience. So people are able to relate it to their past and their stories and embody the character and relate it to their past emotions that they felt before. So definitely, like, bring... A little bit of yourself to the character even though you are playing you know somebody else um i know that that's something that i was even nervous to do even though i'm just little old background is just because like you know being like somebody that's like gay and not like technic like technically out or whatever you know being on the show and stuff and i was like realizing i was like my boyfriend and I are the only male and male representation in the entire show uh, at the dances um, because like other than that, there's none. Uh, so like when I like kind of thought about that and I was like, that really touches my heart. It means a lot to me that like maybe some people can see like us in the background and feel, you know, seen or like a little yeah. bit part of themselves just because it's not, it's just not, you know, displayed a lot through the universe, um, which I think, should change and I think it would be a cool refreshing change um but so I think that definitely being unapologetically like who you are um even though you still are playing a character I think is like super important for people that want to see themselves represented and see you know parts of them and even fantasy you know make-believe characters because that like really had an effect on me when I started thinking about that and um the dance scene for uh, the twins uh, sweet 16 for the first season is, you know, I was like, well, you know, that's so weird because I think the originals had male and male. I believe it was the originals. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Josh yeah. and um, what's his name? Uh, I forget Aiden. his name. Yeah. Yeah. Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't even, I don't feel like they were in it long. They weren't like, like that long. Yeah. Josh was, oh, but like the relationship, they yeah. killed Aiden off pretty quickly. Yeah. So. yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, so like, yeah, that just means a lot to me to know that like, even though it is such a small part and I am just, you know, so small in terms of this like huge show, it does mean a lot to me that it is back there and like it is seen and that that people have seen it and spotted it out and stuff like that. And I hope to always continue to do that but before the show I would have never done anything like that you know like it was very that day um 
that was actually like my boyfriend's first day on set and we were just like screw it let's do it like let's just like you know this is important to us and like this is what we want to represent so let's just do it and like not look back and don't worry about what people say about it and then um so I think having like that mentality and just going like in with your full heart is like definitely I guess any advice that I could probably say so I really like that and I love that um Legacies is so open with um, exploring those, uh, uh, like just, they're not afraid of those doors, you know, like opening those doors, right? And even having um, a Muslim vampire in the background, that it's not done a lot. You don't see a lot of, of other ethnicities in the background um, for shows, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and having you represent um with your boyfriend and then even having like Josie you know and and I mean we're Penelope Posey stands so you know Posey um having them have you know that relationship as her being the main character and that representation is just is really cool yeah and then one thing that I just love so much about the environment too is everybody makes it feel so safe to do that kind of stuff because I think I know that we were kind of worried about like, oh, what are the PAs going to say, the ADs, like, what are, you know, like, are they going to secretly be like, oh my gosh, but it's never any of that, you know, like, it's always just like welcoming and very just like be who you are, you know, and nobody on set, you know, makes you feel bad about it. And that's why I just like am so obsessed with going to work is for that. So it's nice that they create such a good atmosphere for you guys. Seriously. Yeah. So what, what does your boyfriend play? Is he a witch or a vampire or vampire. Yep. a vampire? vampire? Yeah, you can, um, that scene wherever, I believe it was in like, oh, I can't even remember. It was in season one. It was when tensions in the school were very high between the factions and the werewolves and the vampires almost had like a whole collision in the hallway. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he like vamped into that scene. Um, so yeah, he's he's in there, and then uh, there was a whole close up of him in uh, two hundred five. Um, whenever everybody was like coming together for the slow dance, um, like right before it cut to uh, Josie and Landon. So yeah, it's a lot of fun to especially work together and stuff too. Well, I will watch that episode just yeah. to see Definitely. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't normally watch that episode. <laughs> That's my least favorite of the episodes. But I will watch it for you, and I will watch it for him. <laughs> yes. That's so sweet. I bet you guys were so upset with the whole Josie. Oh, my God, yeah. I can't I, even, cannot even imagine. Like <laughs> I, to this day, cannot, cannot sit through a scene with the two of them together. I cannot rewatch. I fast forward through those parts. Yeah. Like it wasn't really real. We're just gonna go past. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I know yeah, I didn't hate them, but yeah, I, I, just, I cannot watch. I didn't watch five. it. Yeah, I didn't watch. Like every time they was on the scene, I just like looked away because it just wasn't it. Yeah. it, it I was. I was like. Two o five stressed me out. That? I was so stressed out with two o five. Yeah, because like, like I don't even know if I want to watch it. I hope just, it was hurting so bad. Yeah, because I mean, it was just like, it was, I didn't, I didn't see it. It was like awkward for me. And like, you never saw them, their relationship actually developed. We just only saw them at the end of each episode where 
um, Joseph did something that was with dark magic, and she's like, Landon, I did this, and then Landon's like, it's okay. It's the only things I basically got from them was like her kind of telling her, telling them her day. They <laughs> and, got more kisses than Hannon did. They, they got more did. kisses than Hannon did, which is so frustrating. But no, but like with season 2A, like this first half of season 2, like Landon pissed me off because it wasn't my Landon. <laughs> For him to find out who Hope was and then automatically say, okay, but Josie, let's go. Like, <laughs> no words, no words. <laughs> Random tease. No I, words at all. No, it None. has to be, I, I just, I can't picture Hope or Landon with anyone but Hope and Landon. Like, yeah. I just, not, like, it's not, like, not even that. Like, I didn't have a problem with Hope and Maya starting a relationship. I was actually thought that Hope and Maya was going to have something because of that bathroom scene. I was like, Hope and Maya? I can invest. But the then, time. yeah, I, it was it was there. And then they dropped the bag with that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to get that. And then they hinted her and Ethan. I was like, okay, I wouldn't mind, but, you know. But this Landon and Josie just wasn't it for me. I was just, it wasn't, See, it was weird. I really like Josie and Maya because I really like that scene in the football scene where they look at each other. Maybe, maybe Maya just compatible with either or because she was giving me something. But that bathroom scene. Bias. That bathroom scene with her and Hope, though, that one was for the books. I was attached. But, like, (laughs) Hope, the fact that Hope knew or figured that Landon was happy and still didn't move on with someone else, I mean. Yeah, she she was like. It kind of says a lot. It does. It speaks volumes to me. It really, really does. Because anything, if they were going to have her be with anyone at that point, that would have she been a had, She could have had, she could have had anyone. Like, she had, she could have had Ralph with the situation. She could have had Ethan. Anybody. And yeah. she was just like, she was just like, but Landon's my love. <laughs> and I was like, oh, girl, you're, you're sick. You know? Obsessed. Love to see it. I just, I want, I want Josie with Penelope. <laughs> Even though I don't think, I don't know if she'll come back, but it would be awesome if she did. It would be amazing. If but not it, with Penelope, then she could be with, um, I, I mean, I don't mind Jade, but, you know. Posing Hope game. with Landon. Hope with Landon. <laughs> and I like MG and Lizzie, so. I need, oh, and, no, and I need Ralph and Jed. Like some, Ralph and Jed. Ralph <laughs> and Jed. Ralph and Jed. Angst. Enemies to lovers. <laughs> to, um, to Kopex. <laughs> Leaders, please. Yes. I need it. And like even Caleb with Caleb and Jed. Caleb and Jed. Caleb and Jed either. <gasps> Listen, any anyone, either or, but Jed and Jed and Ralph was kind of like it for me. Season one. <laughs> when they had the little fight, I was like, Oh, just kiss. <laughs> <Let me stop. laughs> I was like, you know, y'all know, y'all know you're not kid, y'all playing games right now. It's fine. Well, and then they kind of a uh, few of the flames with that when Jed was asking about Ralph in two ten. Oh, I gotta rewatch yeah. and investigate. She's asking about kind of like, oh, that see, that would be that would be right. a really cute relationship. If they give us, if they give us to us, it might be like top three, top ship right there. If I'm being honest, top three. Because <laughs> I had to see more development before they do with it, though. Because Jed is wasn't Jed dating Alyssa, and now he's like not with her, yeah. or something like that. Fighting over with Caleb over her. Listen, they can him and Caleb can have like a little fine dynamic, but Ralph and Jed is the goal right now. Give us some, you know, um, Ralph can have a steady relationship. I love whenever the uh, triangle, like whenever they're like tracking the um, the 
catching like golden moth or whatever the trying to find the arsenal um that they that was stolen from the school and jed and caleb and mg are in the woods oh yeah <laughs> oh so i must be cute or something i was like uh, yeah <laughs> i need i need more of them like that trio was caleb, funny caleb and jed have such a fun relationship like just the banter back and forth and then oh, them trying the to like back each other with the singing because <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. it was i was because it's like you're supposed you're supposed to be like emotional because of like mg giving his speech about lizzie whatever or like everybody's giving this emotional speech you're supposed to be like you know crying and then you have them singing battling each other and i'm just out of it i was like why are y'all doing this at a funeral a little funeral get together caleb was like <laughs> I think it was funny that no one noticed that Hope was completely different than what she normally is. Yeah, she because she got up and was like, thank you for whatever that was. And I was just like, now you know. The hat alone. Yeah, the hat. You have to know that that's not Hope. That is not Hope. Right, and Hope. (laughs) Just the way she's out here. Hope was out here going yeah. over the extreme for a funeral that wasn't hers, and nobody's see, like. That goes to yeah. show you just how well, or just how much Hope actually interacts with people at the school because she doesn't. The only people that I feel the only people that truly know her are Landon and Lizzie, like truly know her. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very true. I loved two hundred five just seeing uh two hundred five in regards to the hizzy stuff. Oh yes, that was also Yeah. That was finally like the closure. Oh my god. I am in love with their friendship. Yeah, Hope and, and yes. Lizzie's friendship. Yeah. I just yep. love it. Friend, oh. <laughs> and and I want a landed and Lizzie friendship. Yes, yes. Their their ban their banter is hilarious to me. Cause like Landon Landon just be he'd be lost. He'd be like, all right. Especially when Hope came for his outfit, he was like, "I'm living a lie." <laughs> I was like, "I'm sorry, son." He was wearing a school and uniform. Just like, no, that was on me. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, "This is actually me coming for you." <laughs> wow. <laughs> the three of them so, as a friendship, like a best friendship. Yeah, I yeah. deserve it. I deserve it. You know, especially them, like them and MG as well. Them two, them four, at that matter. That's what I deserve. Especially some Landon and MG, especially what happened last time when MG killed Landon. You know, we never know if they're friends or anything. They don't even talk. It's kind of sad. It's like he killed them and then he was like, bye. See you never. (laughs) Hey, as as long as Hope and Landon stay happy and together. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. I'm good. Wow. Listen, we can have Landon Landon and Hope, but, you know, can I get some Jed and Ralph? I'm I'm making a petition. Give me my excellence, please. Give us anything. And even bring us Maya. I have one question for you guys um, before you go or whatever. Um, but I was wondering, like, do you guys think the writers, um, like, listen to you guys? Like, do you think they, like, take into account, like, what you guys are... Because I always wonder if they look through, like, the Twitterverse and, like, try to figure out if there's anything that they... Because I think a lot of people wanted Dark Josie to happen and then it did. And, like, I just kind of wondered, like, do you guys think that they kind of take into account fans' perspective? Or do you think it's solely just, like, what their vision is? 
think sometimes. I, I think it's half and half. So. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I hope not. Because yeah, because the demand. It's definitely half and half. You can tell with like okay. the other shows. Because there is, there is a lot of hatred on Twitter, and I really, really hope that yeah, it, the people behind that hatred don't get rewarded for being so toxic. Yeah, actually, like yeah, like actually, I feel like they did. They already did. Um, like some of the stuff. That they, I feel like with season one, they really couldn't take people's perspectives. So right. so that so they already had their thriven motive. But then with season two, you can definitely see some like random fan service ways that didn't make sense or that was out of place. Um, I feel like even without uh, like people may have recommended, oh, you should bring this person back. I feel like when they brought the guest stars back, it was kind of random, like with um Kai, you we knew he was coming, so it wasn't like a shocker. But when um, Freya came back, it was like kind of like, oh, let me just bring people in because you really didn't even get a chance to see her. And you only saw her with Josie, which kind of correlated to her getting the, the kind of the spell. But we didn't have hope in Freya. We only had one scene. And I feel like with some of the stuff, it can contribute to already accepting what people want. But I'm hoping that it doesn't get to the point where they're looking for us for plot ideas. Maybe like little things, like they can take yeah, little yeah. things. It's not yeah. like the big plot lines. Like, yeah, they, I think the writers yeah, they, should just keep that. Yeah, like they they confirmed that you know hope is um by like they confirmed like we we've been asking for that and they gave us that and they confirmed that I feel like they only take like certain things I guess of like Kurt of it benefits characters in development or whatever, but if it's plot wise, I don't know because I don't I haven't seen any crazy like plot lines that were taken. Besides, like, Dark Josie and bringing um, a heretic Lizzie, or whatever the case may be. Because people have been demanding, like, for the Vampire Diary characters to come back, such as, like, Stephanie Salvatore. Like, people have been talking about that. And, I mean, they gave us some cute little mentions, such as, like, in season one with the watch, when Josie had, when Lizzie did the wish, what was it? The wish, Hope Was Never Born. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when they did the little cameo of Damon Carr in season two, when was it episode eight when Lizzie was on a road trip to get landing? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they do like little like kind of cameos or something like that. But I don't know. I hope they don't go over the extreme yeah. to benefit the viewers. That's how we ramble. Like we ramble a lot when it comes to podcasts because we talk pretty much through um, Instagram. And like the only time we actually talk is when we do like our podcast somewhat. So that's like when we actually can get our frustration out because this has been months of people attacking us for a while. It's not even like we're the mo- we're the most bullied in the <laughs> fandom, actually, and like we're the most bullied out of all like the hand. In, I mean the hit the holdies, the hizzies, the posies. Like just sometimes we even team up and be like, oh yeah, well if Landon and Hope are such epic love, then why did Landon leave her? And get to throw that in their face, and then I'm like, well. Josie let um, Lizzie hate Hope for years about a damn letter. So, I mean, are you really going to get into that? No. Suppose that's, that's The thing is, is there it. are problematic handings. We're not saying that. It's just we try to be as positive as we possibly can. We're just yeah. here loving our shit. We're not hating on characters. Yeah, and that's incredible. Like, I respect you guys so much. And I think that, like, what you're doing and your motives behind what you're doing is just, like, so awesome. And I think it's, like, especially what's needed because I wasn't familiar with you know all the hate because I'm not you know on like you know stan twitter and stuff so like 
I had no idea that it was that bad and stuff. So it just makes me respect you guys even more because I mean, like, you know, everybody needs an outlet. I mean, like, Legacies is an outlet for a lot of people. So I'm sure that your show is an outlet for a lot of people as well, which is really important, really cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we honestly, like, when when we started it, we were just, like, we just we were, would chat we like were. this in our group chat. Like, it was just regular talk for us. And it was every day. And it was just kind of like, hey, let's start a podcast. You know? Yeah, and, people, even, and even when we started our podcast, the whole thing, like, <laughs> Hoes was like, they're gonna not, they're not gonna make it, or anyway, it's hold the hope the podcast can cancel. Like they were <laughs> now, totally well, positive. They were like, that you guys are on episode fifteen. Like, look yeah, at like yeah. the you know, and it's, just like, it was just like we don't know if anyone's gonna listen to us. We don't know if anyone's gonna even like want to continue, or you know. But the feedback that we've gotten from this is just so amazing, and then having you and our other guests and like yeah. it just like opening it's up this cake. whole new world for us just so amazing yeah it's it's amazing learning like other people behind the screen as well and like getting getting closer to the um, legacies regardless of not having content at all the fact that we get to talk to you guys about your experience is encouraging as well because some of us do want to get into like the acting and the filming industry or just want to get closer to how the perfection is made on set and for us to even get that insight it's the best thing every and, week. Like, and even having like your guys' little stories and like just, you know, the fun that you have and everything. It just, it, I mean, I know that people who listen really enjoy these episodes just because um, we don't get a see behind the scenes. So like yeah. having your perspective is just really cool. Right. Yeah, it paints, it paints a narrative of how like friendly and welcoming behind the scenes is and how the acting is and how the cast is like a big family. And we don't really get to see that a lot. We get to see like little snippets from Insta stories from the celebrity, the cast members, but that's it. And right now, since we're on hiatus, you know, a lot of them are kind of not in the scenes. And the fact that we're getting to see through your eyes and get your funny stories, it definitely kind of, it fills me. It fills me. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting content, you know? <laughs> so. And we're, we're lucky because we get to talk to you guys. Like, and then like, it's just, we get to do this and and the people watching us is kind of like well that's really cool like you know i want to do something like that or i want to talk to them or you know well i i think (laughs) like we're definitely the lucky ones because like you know for you guys to reach out and you know want to to know more about kind of what we do i think a lot of people don't you know ever really appreciate background and you know obviously that's very understandable and i don't have anything against anybody that you know doesn't but you know there's times when we're on set first like you know 14 hours and like you know we definitely do work really hard and we do um you know try our best to like bring you know something to the show i mean especially you know the people that you've had on the show like aman and nicole and uh, zoe and stuff like that um just because you know like we're all so passionate and dedicated and um so it feels nice too to just kind of like what's that twitter meme or whatever it's like i feel seen or whatever yeah (laughs) so it's like that type of thing too so yeah well we we really hope that we get to talk to as many people as we can yeah i don't and the the four people i follow which is you and 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 the others you mentioned are pretty much the only ones i've talked to so i mean i i gotta put some feelers out with everyone else but uh you know it's it would be really nice to have 
you know, talk to more people and just kind of, um, kind of see like the array of, of, of characters that Legacies really does actually have on, on, uh, on their set, even if you don't necessarily, you aren't necessarily seen as often. Right. And I'm sure there's like, I, I'm sure there's like some makeup artists and costumers out there that would totally come on too. Like, you know, that would talk to you guys like for sure. I mean, cause everyone's just so nice. So I would imagine somebody. I, I have reached out. I have reached out to like Anne and um, Elijah who plays Wade and a couple of other people, but because we're not like, they don't follow me or I don't, you know, whatever it, it, they don't normally see the, right. the messages. So I'm just kind of like hoping that they see the messages and just kind of read it and realize that we're not like, we're not trying to get anything out of them. We just want to talk to them about yeah. kind of their experiences yeah. and like, like we're not asking for spoilers. We're not asking for any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, we just want, it, there's lots of people out there who would really, who's really interested in like what kind of happens behind the scenes. So to, to speak to Anne about how she dresses, like all of you guys would be so much fun. Phenomenal. I can't even wrap my brain around how she manages everything. Cause not only does she do the main cast and background, but she also does the creatures and, you know, she works with the special effects team and I just, it's insane, you know, and to just really hone in on all of their own aesthetics because every character has their own, you know, aesthetic that they bring with their fashion and stuff and she constantly pulls that up and stuff. She's just really cool. Yeah, I would love to pick her brain about that. That would be oh, like, yes. that would be such a fun episode to talk to her and just yeah. kind of see how she, what inspires her. I yes. would definitely tune in. I mean, I tune in anyways, but I would definitely tune in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank and, you. And I do want to talk to Elijah, too, because he seems like a really funny guy. Right, yeah. Very chill, very cool. Yeah. And he's he's good representation for the show, too. Like, he's not your typical character. Exactly, yeah. Right? So. I love Wade. I think Wade yes. is definitely, like, a breath of fresh air anytime he's in an episode. Like, you know, he makes it, like, if there's a really heavy, serious situation going on, he just definitely brings a light in, you know, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, oh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you joined us. Right, she, she said, I've um, been she here. Gave us, she, she gave us some dialogue, you know. Well, <laughs> nine o'clock for me so i can only imagine how late it is for you guys <laughs> yes it's, you know about to be 12. <laughs> about to be the next day so we could talk for hours but yeah. we won't <laughs> we won't so we'll have to have you back on and talk some more um on a, another episode anytime i'm so down yes we'd love to see you <laughs> well this is a lot of fun and thank you so much for joining us thank yes, you thank you so much <laughs> thank you yeah thank you, thank you. The rest of everything. I can't wait to following you on everything. Thank you. Bye. 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 I want to say bye. Bye. Come on. That's calling me out for everything. Well, okay. Go to go to bed. Okay. Bye. 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 Okay. Who's gonna do who's gonna do the outro this time? Arlon, you can do the outro. <laughs>
<laughs> what? Sam can do the outro. Sam can do the don't, outro. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and buy some and we, Yes, and we have new merch. Link in the description. Ooh, I'm new designs actually, too. Yeah, designs. Design. It's actually us. Yep. It's actually us. Um, and the emoji fan. If you're a fan of stealing bases. Oh yeah, that too. Stealing bases merch. Go and get that. <laughs> cop, cop it. Let's go buy it. Cop it. Buy it. Listen, Robin's on chapter fifty, y'all. <laughs> I could never, <laughs> I could never. That's dedication. She's not even anyway. doing that, Well, we have more chapters, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you throw a shot at me? What is no. that? <laughs> okay. Um, make sure to like, comment, subscribe for more hand and weekly content. And also, you know, we have Instagram. What's it going to be in the description? Handy Weekly for ideas, um, yeah. whatever, when new episode updates, and also content updates. We also have fan fictions on AO3, and we're also on Twitter, so you can get your fan fictions because we're on Overdrive. And plus, you might as well rack up because school yeah. is about to kick in gear next week. Yeah, we all. <gasps> you and about to, you our next kicking. episode, Penelope. Penelope. Yes, Penelope is next week, so make sure to definitely DM us. We're going to make a poll and um, on Twitter and also on Instagram for you to ask your questions. Make sure to, we're giving you guys basically a week and a half in advance. So, yeah. you know. Oh, um, by the time this comes out. Yeah, by the time it comes out. I'm feeling annoyed, so go on Twitter and tag Brett and Julie and ask them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, make sure to keep the Every hand day. in weekly hashtag, you know, hand yeah. in game excellence. Um, Eight hours of screen chemistry screen so just go ask we that. need it yeah the fact that they even said it like we wasn't going to ask for it demented yeah. anyways <laughs> um you know um okay we can end, we can end the pocket okay um you know our line can stop the recording right now bye peace bye, you know? <laughs> peace. bye. okay